0: Okay, so now we just need an intro. Uh, Something like...
1: Friendly sparring with Leo and Joes. Friendly sparring. The friendliest sparring with Leo and Joes. Friendly sparring. That's it.
0: Ah, All right, cool. Let's start the show. welcome to the friendly sparring podcast the podcast where we go through the discography of rick astley and rate it from best to very best i'm your host uh, juice and i'm joined by my brilliant co-host leo what's up baby
2: hey how's it going man uh wow uh you've we're two for two at this point aren't we i mean we're talking about a podcast that doesn't exist but should
0: should yeah absolutely
2: yeah. and we would be the hosts,
0: right exactly because we're no strangers to love.
2: No. And it would take a strong, strong man yeah, to figure this out. <laughs> if you guys didn't know.
0: That's so what it I was can... like. Leo knows just about every Rick Astley song to exist.
2: As far as the hits go, I, absolutely.
0: But I mean, if you ask me, and I'm sure like anybody else, like, do you know Rick Astley? They'll be like, oh, yeah, never going to give you up, a Rick roll. And like, that's it.
2: Yeah. No. But I learned like, a lot about no, that man.
0: I know everything.
2: Yeah, he's great. He's he's an amazing man, and also he's he he still sounds amazingly beautiful. It's it's awesome.
0: <laughs> Love that for you.
2: Love that for me too.
0: <laughs> well, Leo, these fights were amazing, and we've got a lot to cover. So I want to just dive right in. Um, boy howdy each of our uh picks from the prelims we we chose one fight to cover and then we're going to dive into the main card uh leo what fight do you want to cover
2: um i think for my for my prelim fight i'm going with the uh tim elliott uh against uh wow
0: jordan espinoza
2: jordan espinoza um (laughs) right so just to kind of cover that fight not to say i mean the prelims were fucking the best uh, part of this card uh, amazing uh like just dumb amazing but uh it was so interesting that when that trash talk started literally because you know obviously there's no fans but like joe rogan was in the middle of like saying something and then you just hear tim elliott say like oh yeah you like to beat women and then everyone just stops and then everyone nobody speaks and tim elliott just keeps pushing on jordan espinoza's neck while this is happening and dude it 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 was so much i was like dang he's really going into this guy and then the interesting part about that is the trash talk was crazy but guys I don't know if you notice this, but if you go a little bit further into the fight, when Tim Elliott is bleeding out of his head, Tim Elliott pushes down on his head so more blood will come out onto Jordan Espinoza's mouth.
0: Filthy. I love everything about it. Tim Tim
2: Elliott like was bleeding and he starts pushing on Tim his own head to make more blood go in Jordan Espinoza's eyes and mouth. Guys, Tim Elliott wild boy goddamn wild boy
3: bro fucking love it it was crazy i
2: i i I, when i heard the trash talk i was like oh wow this is really fucking personal and then when he just fucking swarmed and smothered him i was like okay and then when that cut happened i was like yeah no problem but like i said they were commenting like he's rubbing his face like
1: the Mm -hmm. blood
2: all over his face and i was like yeah, I think after the comments, I think that this is more and more personal. I mean, they didn't say good fight at the end. Tim Elliott was like at the very end, like whenever they raise his arm, he he just like didn't even look over at the guy. So um, I haven't seen, but I guess on Twitter, uh, I need to look at it. Um, both both camps uh, responded.
0: Really? Yeah. So I didn't know this. This is yeah, a new wrinkle.
2: Yeah. So I don't know what they said. I'm interested to see what both parties said because uh good God. Um it was brutal. Um what a brutal and and you know, like to take the fights uh or sorry, to take the the, the politics out of it. Um I mean Tim Elliott was just just dominating. I mean, he just oh couldn't God. stop dominating him. I, and like I said, it just after the trash talk, if you go back and watch the fight, knowing that that's what Tim Elliott had in his head.
0: It makes it that it, much more intense. It,
2: it makes it, it and it's and it's per, it's like fucking personalized, like he is not beating up another fighter. He is beating up someone he dislikes.
0: <laughs> For sure. No, I mean, Tim Elliott has a daughter and he very much is like proud of her, proud of being a father, brings her to the gym a lot um you know his girlfriend uh fellow ufc fighter gina mazzani is like a part of her life and was in her was in his corner by the way which you saw and you could just tell and it was so funny like i didn't even know this about jordan espinoza and before the fight started Mixta had sent a screenshot of the wikipedia to his uh to, to our group chat and was like hey man is this true and i was like nah like somebody's trolling and then this motherfucker tim elliott is like oh yeah you like to be women and jordan espinoza Decides to just show his ass. Decides to just say you don't know the full story. In the middle, uh, in the middle of getting beat on, like bro, that in a sense is exposing yourself. That obviously something happened. Well, You don't know the full story, bro. He <laughs> could just been like rumors. Yeah. <laughs> Fake news. Don't believe everything you read. Oh, and then he's like getting dominated. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but fucking dude, that was just. Absolutely brutal, but but besides that, take that out of it. Incredible performance.
2: Oh yeah, but just Tim like, Elliott. Tim Elliott was
0: probably my fight of the night, if I'm being honest.
2: So just it was just so nasty. I mean, the whole thing, like I said, it w- with the personalization of it. I mean, guys, who fucking pushes their own head to make sure more blood squirts out onto their opponent? Nobody,
0: <laughs> dude. When you were d- describing it, it reminded me of those. um fucking things you used to get at like 711 i think they were called like quenchables or whatever like it was a uh like a drink but it had like a little fucking like johnny bravo or the hulk on it do you know what i'm talking about no you don't <laughs> but they were like on the bottle it was like a little figurine and they had the spout coming out of their head
2: oh yeah yep yeah. yeah tim Elliott is a, a is a quenchable and he quenched uh, all over jordan Espinosa
0: i'm gonna i'm gonna look it up uh while while we're talking well speaking
2: speaking of which um also just to kind of comment on the whole entire card what a what a what a very strange night of wtf moments and i mean that seriously i I mean that like as wholeheartedly the prelims were amazing but like um which i feel bad because i wasn't i i caught the um uh i caught the end of the sean brady so anyway like just going forward but um man like there were so many what the fuck moments in this car i mean i think more than any card i've seen ever uh yeah there was just a lot of like tim elliott's trash talk was where it started for me i was like oh this is weird like i might my my I, and while i was sitting on my phone i was like no 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 this is strange like what's what's happening like why is he tra- and then i was like oh this got really personal and that happened and then i mean we're gonna talk about it later but i just mean like yeah. every uh dom call out um th- the knee uh, all all of it i was just like everything Everyone was just like i was just like huh like uh, there was so many times uh, tonight i was like what <sighs> what like can that happen like can all of this happen like dom just called
0: out monster i'm so confused <laughs> <laughs> and dude my anxiety was like through the roof last night because my fucking stream
2: <laughs> oh, bro was... uh, you mean you're you mean you're t- the one you paid for the cool yeah one? oh yeah yeah it
0: was uh it was lagging all night and i was, it was i was kind of behind and you would text me you you were like, bro, bro, bro. And I'm like, what is he fucking talking about? Like I was just, <laughs> I didn't know. And then and then like I was behind for like people on Twitter as well. I eventually got caught up and it was just fucking dude, amazing out of fights. Let's bookmark that for now as I'm sure we're gonna talk about Tim Elliott later. I want to talk about my prelim very quickly and we'll, t- oh, we'll go into the main card. Yep. So I was excited for uh Amanda Lemos versus Livinia Henata Souza. And mostly because I mean I've seen them both fight, they both come to, to scrap. And I want to say it was Friday. Uh, Jessica from Twitter, Jessica Napic. I always feel like I don't pronounce her name right. Mm-hmm. Um, she posted this video that was like throwback to the best fighter interview of all time, and it's and it's and it's Lavinia Souza, and she's like fucking this weird, this weirdo interviewer guy is like, if I go to Brazil, what Portuguese phrases should I know? And she just starts rattling off like 10 different phrases in Portuguese or, or words or, or just whatever, and not really explaining what they mean. She's like, oh yeah, oh, obrigado. But that. And just, it starts saying these things. And then, and she says, I forget what it is. I should probably have remembered, but she goes, I mean, big butch. Everyone like big butch. <laughs>
2: Oh, dude! You know what my favorite part about the interview is? Yeah, Why this does, does guy on the planet goes. Well, not everyone. Hey, <laughs> hey, man! Hey, bro! Get the fuck out! What? Yeah. Hey, oh, dude! The fuck are you talking the about? The fuck are you talking? Like, I- what a what a time to say it too. <laughs>
0: what a fucking yeah exactly what a fucking square and especially like I, i'm pretty sure she said everyone likes big booty girls yeah or something like that even dude even straight girls are like yeah i love a big butt on a, on a woman and like he he just was
2: like well not everyone and i was like <laughs> listen bro i don't know how you can simp for not butts but what's going on
0: he literally became the pixie from the Chappelle show those lost episodes when yeah. when the 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 Dave Chappelle, that's all white. Goes like,
2: I like a nice pancake box Yeah, nice just a, pancake no, bottle. Not even a
0: crack, just a small incision.
2: Dude, I, I, I what a weird thing. And well, then she was like, well, "Well, some people." And I was like, "Hey, man, what a fucking idiot." Also, okay, bro, let me explain yeah. something to you. Okay. Oh. In please. Brazil, they have a competition. Explain
0: to me about Brazil.
2: In, uh, I'm about to. Because it's guys, this is rated PG thirteen.
0: This show is rated PG eighteen.
2: Yeah, just get ready, Peggy eighteen. Oh, <sighs> all the commercials for video games. Anyways, um, okay, let me tell you a little bit about boisil. Okay, let me just let's talk about boisil for a bit. Okay, so good they have yourself. a they. I'm not because that's how they boisil. That's okay. how they okay. say okay. it.
0: Yeah, totally boisil.
2: Okay. Anyways, listen to me. It's no worse than Conor McGregor saying he's going to raid the favela. Okay, so.
0: Yeah, that's true.
2: (laughs) All right. So in Brazil, they have a competition called the Brazilian Bum Bum Competition. Yes. Guys, it is a competition where the judges judge for the best ass in Brazil. Now you're thinking, wow, that sounds amazing. A lot of people who watch it are like, oh, that's that's that sounds great. But I want you to know, it's a lot harder than you think it is. <laughs> because because here here's here's my thought process on it. If every guy's like, yeah, of course. I think a girl with a very nice round behind is great. The part that gets confusing as like a male is that you have to be more specific and say which one is number 1. And that's exactly. where you're just like it starts to get really strange cuz you're like oh I have to be even more critical. I'm like well that just looks nice in person, but then you're like no you have to be fucking critical and she has bragging rights for a very long time. So just so that guy knows just next time he fucking ask a stupid question like that and then says well not everyone Hey, man, everyone in
0: Brazil, fucking everyone. Okay, dude, I'm 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 imagining a backstory in my head of this guy. The very next day, the day that video got uploaded, uh, his employers were like, hey, man, you understand we can't (laughs) let you work for us anymore.
2: (laughs) That's what they should do, because it's dude. Come on, man.
0: He fucking shit the bed. Uh, but anyway. to, get to, to get to the fight itself, uh, I I was really backing Livigny on this one. I was like, okay, she's going to get it done. And Amanda Lemos just was like, I'm going to fucking walk her down and freeze her with my footwork. Got a TKO oh, yeah. 339 of round one. Some people were saying it was an early stoppage. Uh, I that. I, I'm mixed. I mean... Personally, I thought it was fine. Cause cause it, it when 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 Amanda Lemos hit her with that shot, it it, it dropped her and it, it wasn't just like a flash knockdown. Like she was out for a couple seconds and she landed a couple of follow-up shots. I mean, when when you haven't been knocked out a ton, sometimes you pop right back up and it, you kind of like protest the stoppage, like, whoa, what's going on?
1: Yep. Um,
0: but I, I thought it was fine. Either way, dude. Uh, welcome to the top fifteen, Amanda Lemos. That was an amazing performance. And I uh,
2: think- yeah, you know, I, I, we're going to touch on that subject of the of the early stoppage of it. Um, uh, you know, the example that I know, I know a lot of people um, are curious about the early stoppages um, for for women versus men. And I will say that uh, Chris Taioni, uh I think two weeks ago or, or one week ago, um, on the same card was the 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 guy who uh, who i was really oh, pissed Sturge off
0: at Spivak and Jared Venderra when it's yeah. forehead got on that split on mean. that
2: same card uh there was a woman's fight that also that i felt that he was co uh, he was a refing that i felt like he actually did an early stoppage for the girls really so that was no, so now that people was like. yeah so now that this kind of is coming up about the women's um fights uh I, i'm i'm definitely willing to see the the examples of the of the damage um because it, yeah it might right. be true especially with the Spivak um one being so blatantly obvious and it was the same ref for both so right
0: i was gonna say it could definitely it, it probably varies from ref to ref just like each ref has a you know propensity for for being either early or late depending or just weird or like jaron Villal is like my thing is point deductions or whatever. He's like hard on fouls. Like they all have their own style kind of, which is like uh, kind of not necessarily a problem. I mean, I like it, but you know, you always want consistency. Uh, that said, well, let's, uh, well, boy, the well, fight was nasty.
2: Well, let's, I mean, let's quickly even talk. I mean, the fucking uh, Kai Cara France. I mean, her dude.
0: Yeah. Oh I, my God. It was, it was so,
2: it was strange. It was very, very strange. And like the, at the end, um, when – what's the other guy's name?
0: Uh, Rogerio Bontorin.
2: Bontorin. Uh, when, when Bontorin threw his mouthpiece at uh, Car France, I was like, wait, why is he upset? Because I was so confused because I think he was mad because he was coming back to strike him. But Herb Dean, it was – yeah, like I said, there were so many, like, huh moments last night that I, yeah. I i i just like thinking about the whole card i was like the whole time i was like what is happening
0: so yeah, that that Kai car friends fight <clears throat> it's weird because I, and i sent this question into rhino because i kind of don't know how to feel about it i'm willing to like if if everyone collectively agrees like that was early and herb being fucked up i'd be like okay but as far as i feel like it, it i thought it was fine because he dropped him he folded the guy and he was he could have landed follow-up shots but instead he just kind of like threw his arms up did a walk-off ko and kind of called the fight himself uh and herb dean was sort of influenced by that but if you look at it if you look at the replay it looked like he was he was already kind of making his way based on that and just pulling him out of the way i don't think herb dean was actually influenced by Car friends like joe rogan was saying joe rogan is fucking up on the daily now um
2: um well i mean uh even, uh, Montarin get trying to get back up. I mean, he was wobbly. So like, right, very, exactly. Like, and incredibly wobbly, not like a little bit, like he was yeah. about to fall back down. So that's what I mean. It was a weird stuff. It was a weird stoppage. I am happy that it was a stoppage because I think if, uh, if he would have kept going, um, you know, he could have taken a lot more damage. So yeah, I think it was a, I think it was a, this where it stopped was right. How it was stopped was strange.
0: <clears throat> For sure. Uh, Quick uh, last thoughts on the prelims before we jump into the main card. Uh, Kyler Phillips looking like an absolute stud against Song Yudong, yep. and Dominic Cruz beating the dog shit out of that fucking gremlin, uh, Casey Kenny. And- that was the
2: okay. Before we go any further, he he was the one that said uh, he was the one that talked about Megan.
0: Uh, Four a.m. or five a.m. or fuck okay. you, Casey Kenny.
2: I I didn't know that. Well, that's great. Yeah, f yeah. that guy.
0: Yeah, exactly. F that guy. But. Uh, and then the best post fight interview of the night with Dominic Cruz out of nowhere, dude. I'm so, I was so the whole oh okay okay so
2: first of all, Dominic, I, I, you're great. I love it. Like you've you've been fighting for so long, but like it was such a specifically if he was like f that guy more, it was like weirdly respectful kind of. And I I I I was like, what is he even? talking about the whole time right he's talking i'm like okay what okay so someone's holding them hosta okay what is- I-, I i was like what okay. is happening and i understand we have, I don't- a,
0: we have a question about this in the forum and i'm gonna go in depth on it because i kind of know about the background
2: right but this is my favorite part though uh, my favorite part dom goes that whole thing and then and then joe rogan goes oh sorry this had to get political joe <laughs> what <laughs>
0: joe what first of all Joe Rogan's podcast is now labeled as like a right-wing fucking think tank. And he was like, oh, well, sorry, this got political. (laughs) I was like, bro, first of all, it's not. Second of all, why are you complaining? (laughs) Yeah, what are you talking about? (laughs) So dumb, dude. All Uh, right. But uh, for time's sake, I don't (sighs) think we really need to cover Rockets, Thiago Santos. I mean, that was a stinker of a fight and everyone hated it, right?
2: Yeah, I mean, it was... uh... It was fine. Um, I, I I'm a I'm a little bit upset that Tiago didn't win for the sake of our our numbers, but right. Um,
0: I was saying, and the only thing I take from it is like I won, but you know, no one really wins in a fight like that. Well, you know what's
2: funny? It, I mean, like you know, not to we'll, we'll talk about the the main event, but I I, I just remember specifically the commentary team being like. You're going to fight like that when the when the the champion of that is fighting on this card and then the main event happens.
0: <laughs> yeah. Uh,
2: yeah. Uh, anyway, <laughs> um so let's talk about that 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 beer, that Bahachif. that un- that terrible terrible man that I I said would win and did win, but I did not know that he said that women don't belong in the sport. Guys, I'm literally out the loop.
0: <laughs> yeah. Dude, it, it's that whole and, and I don't want to like it's like you said blanket statements don't work, but it canceled no, it canceled let's do it. Yeah. No, just just like that whole crew, like the Dagisani guys and, and their philosophy on everything, like that's fucking how they roll. Like Cynthia Calvillo went to go train at AKA. That's her gym now. She came from Uriah Faber's gym. And um she basically was like, Oh yeah, um, the women aren't allowed to grapple with the Russians. Like they're very against that, and, it, and it's like a whole fucking misogy- misogyny thing. And, and this is like, yeah, women shouldn't be fighting. Habib was asked to add a Q&A with a fan, and this sweet little Indian girl stands up and says, what advice would you give to an up-and-coming uh, women's MMA fighter? And he's like, don't be a fighter. Finish your husband in the bedroom. Uh-huh. Uh, dude. Fuck oh
2: me. God, so gross, but goat. Like at the same time, <laughs> like uh, ugh, ugh. What a nasty, disgusting, ugh. But goat.
0: <laughs> I hate you.
2: I I hate me too. I hate I. Listen, guys, the dichotomy of human beings is so strange. So, <laughs> yeah. I I hate it. I hate the, I hate it. I hate that I picked Islam, but he did win. So happy for my record. Um, I you know. It
0: weird to like like people are calling him like the next habib and habib 2.0 and this whole thing and, and and it's so like you know they're their own person but he literally sounded just like him in the post my interview I, and not necessarily exactly like it. if i had my eyes closed and they were both talking i could probably tell which one i'm not saying exactly but the verbiage dude he's like i found i can strike with him but i figured better plan is wrestle i get on him make him a little bit tired and submit i'm like that yeah exactly what habib says yeah, exactly. Make him exactly. a little bit tired, like that fucking sentence. Exactly, make him a little bit tired. <laughs> uh, but but the whole the whole fight was like like credit to Drew Dober for even surviving that long. It was almost on him from the fucking bell, and, and it just was like, Drew Dober was not winning a second of that fight. It was all survival. Yeah. It was all defense, and he surprised he muscled his way out of some of those things with the fuck boy haircut. I mean,
2: (laughs) yeah, it it did not. um, I mean, yeah, like you said, kudos to, to do for, for surviving as long as he did. Cause uh, yeah, pretty much into the second round when Islam like just got him to the ground. Yeah. And, and, and um, DC was really, really heavily commenting on that. He was like, it's weird. It's this, he's like, everybody trains for all their guys, but they don't train for that guy. And for some reason when you're in there and it happens, and he's like, in the in the second round, and then it happens again in the third round. In the third round, your body just is pissed at you because you're like, well, how did I even get here again? And it and you're just fucking stuck.
0: Yeah, dude. Um, so, great job for Islam, the misogynist, Machachev. Um, yeah. Let's move on to the first title fight of the night. Um, Piotr, La- <laughs> Piotr Jan lost his title via DQ uh, legal knee. It doesn't even feel like it doesn't feel right saying this is an Aljo win. Like obviously that's the result. They said he won via, via DQ. He got his arm raised. They put the belt around him. Even he looked confused. He was like, what the fuck? And again, this is another one. We have a, spe- a specific question about it in the, uh, in the forum that I want to discuss, but the fight okay. itself, man, Aljo was losing. And, and simply, yeah,
2: a hundred percent.
0: Like he was losing badly. Even if like, Okay. This is like old-school matchup. Pyotr Jan, striker. Aljamain Sterling, wrestler, grappler, black belt jiu-jitsu, submitted Corey Hagen, Sanhagen, great. Even he was lost in the grappling exchanges. He just yeah. didn't know what to fucking do. He tried to like roll <clears throat> into a trip and do like a leg lock and and, and he didn't have the angle at all. Pyotr Jan was like, oh, you don't have this. I'm getting out. And yeah. then they- Pyotr Jan pissed away at kingdom that dude like any anyone complaining about the result is not aware of how things roll and anyone kind of like saying Jan got fucked he fucked himself yeah. or more specifically his corner did and then habib ratted out the corner which was hilarious um the fucking ref so he, here's the deal and, and, and i've been talking a while i'm gonna let you talk after a little bit um in nevada they've adopted the new set of unified rules for mixed martial arts, excepting one thing they have retained the original rule of uh, what is a down fighter, meaning uh, in the original set of uh, unified rules, if you had one knee uh, down, you were considered a down fighter. Uh, Or if you had one hand down, you were considered down. Aljo had a knee and a hand, I believe. And, because they've adopted the, the new rules say that to a down fighter has to be you know two knees on the ground uh or or both palms you know whatever <clears throat> like if you remember the Masasi weidman fight yep Musassi lifted weidman to be able to throw those knees so that his hands weren't on the ground and the reason for that per big john is that you don't want someone to just put a knee to be downed and then get caught with an illegal knee anyway, we want you to be able to use both hands to defend yourself and I'm like, okay, that makes absolute fucking sense and he didn't like Mark Smith because of they have a discrepancy and I think they do this anyway as soon as Aljo puts the knee, he goes, grounded fighter fucking Piotr Jan apparently asked his corner, should I throw it and they were like, yeah, go ahead and throw it he lifts his head, frames it and and knees him right in the fucking head Oh no, sorry, it's an illegal strike. That's fucking it, dude. And I'll save my thoughts on the result as far as it's a DQ versus a no contest because there's a specific question about that in the forum. But what were your thoughts? Anything to add? Uh
2: yeah, I mean, um, it felt like it felt like Mortal Kombat. Like it felt like fucking Shang Tsung taking Liu Kang and like putting his head like that's the weird part. Okay, like you're 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 um chain of events is a little bit different than, than, uh, than what happened because what happened was it was, it was a pretty long time of Aljo being on the ground. So Aljo goes down on the ground. Okay. Two seconds later, um, Mark Smith, you can see Mark Smith looking around at, at the, at them. And then saying grounded, he just says grounded. Peter Jan already has Aljo's head in his hand at that time. So he's already in full control at that point And, and Aljo's just kind of waiting the amount of time it takes for him to kind of line that up and then ask his corner was like five seconds long. He, he was holding his head like that for a while and looking at him. And then he looks up and says, do it like his shoulders shrug, like, should I, like I'm here. And, then just they go sure <laughs> why not here we go
0: <laughs> yeah and, exactly
2: and just annihilates fucking aljo like like it's he nothing he threw that
0: illegal strike with his whole chest like okay i yeah, guess we're doing yeah, this yeah
2: yeah exactly what which is which is part of the whole like confusion of it i mean obviously as a fighter you should know um but you know I, yeah peter Jan just really really screwed and and i know that there's a lot of people out there oh ouch i was like but i was like guys like yeah we will touch on it whenever that question comes up but um about about the win itself but uh yeah a a disqualification is because of the and you know it wasn't it's hard to say like a blade it was a very blatant illegal knee Mm -hmm. and like it wasn't just like oops like it was like the full setup made it worse you know like you had you had he had pause. He had enough pause for them oh. to say, do it. So sweep the leg, you know?
0: Yeah, exactly. And Mark Smith uh, said it was is a down fighter. He doesn't have a fucking leg to stand on. Like, yeah. <laughs> he doesn't have a knee to stand on. Um, but uh, I want to move on from that fight because I want to talk about Amanda Nunes versus uh, Megan Anderson. This fight was just chef's kiss. I you mean- You can't. Inverted (laughs) triangle armbar. What? Bro. Bro. Did whatever she wanted.
2: God. Amanda, just so aggressive. Oh, dude. She turned. She turned. God, she turned Megan Anderson on a a takedown. Like, (laughs) Megan Anderson was going for a takedown, and literally her back leg was fully planted on the ground arms wrapped around Amanda and Amanda just literally brick walled, stopped it and threw her to the left-hand side. I was like, yep. she was dang, like, no, no, you know. no, you're
0: not a wrestler. <laughs>
1: Stop. Yeah, it, was,
2: it wasn't even, like I said, it wasn't even it's so difficult to explain like how funny that was because I was like, okay, I understand shooting. Like Amanda stepping out of the way um, would have been like, okay, like that's cool. But no, like she literally just brick stonewalled and grabbed her and moved her to the left-hand side and just started with, oh, bro. And then like the sad, I mean, Megan's fucking poor, weak grip, just getting in the goddamn jaws of life of Amanda newness. I mean, you just see her fingers like just slowly slip. Like, yeah, uh, it's just so sad. Like you just see her like everyone's like, oh, she's going for triangle. She's going for this. And then just pulls that arm and you can tell megan is really trying really hard and just Amanda's like no i'm stronger than you and just pulls her arm back peels it back um gets it to her chest and then megan's not tapping and she's like ah, all right let me just tuck it under my elbow and and
0: yep sp- that's fuck it and here's the thing M- megan is gonna be fine right yeah like she's gonna drown her sorrows in james Krause's fat dick gonna wrap that dick around her like a like a blanket <laughs> like a
2: security... <laughs> listen everyone hey listen everyone was about fucking james kraus last night so Oof.
0: and i don't blame him dude he's the king uh but i want to say inverted triangles are rare in in the ufc you don't really see them and maybe in mma in general right and um that that was just picture perfect setup and then the armbar. it was like Dude, Amanda's playing with house money at this moment. Like, even DCA said on the broadcast when Dana White popped on for some reason, which was weird, and he was like, if I'm Amanda, I'm taking this dude's money. And, and Dana White's just like, and I'll give it to her. Uh, su- such a, uh, an amazing fight. My wife even said, uh, before the fights started, she was just, like, scrolling Twitter. She was like, people are picking Megan? <laughs> what the fuck is wrong with people?
2: <laughs> Listen... I, I mean, like, you know, you just you, to be a part of that, that upset. And yeah, I, I guess like, here's the thing. Anything can happen in the UFC. Uh, just right. like that's that's the you know, you just don't know if some some somehow uh, Megan's going to get incredibly lucky. No, not incredibly lucky. She, she just all of her skill it's and stuff incredibly. like that. Can, <laughs> I mean, it's it's kind of true. I don't I don't mean to say that. I don't know. She doesn't listen to this podcast, but she still doesn't cancel me. And I just recently followed her. So. I'm waiting, but, but the oh, point, yeah, the point I'm making is, is that um th- that is, you know, I understand the possibility, but, but I don't know what you could have, like, here's the thing. It certainly wasn't going to happen in a, in a fucking knockout or TKO or, 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 or a, or a fucking um, submission. If, if Megan would have won that, it would have 100% been a war, but even then just yeah. the just the five or six punches that amanda threw at megan that just molly whopped her ass um yeah it just it just damn it's just what are you gonna do
0: yeah and here and here's the thing too is like it's like and I mean, here's what i told kate uh when she said that i was like well the only thing that made me think megan has a chance was that mixed tweet. I was like, it's the most MMA thing for that sort of shit to happen. Like GSP, Matt, Sarah, like these things happen. And I was like, yeah, it could. But if you look at Amanda's resume, she broke Misha Tate's nose and <laughs> choked her the fuck out. Then she beat the dog shit out of Ronda Rousey. <laughs> and then I'm like trying to think about in order then I think it was the Valentina fight right she fought Valentina and some people thought Valentina won I think those people can go put on a vest with pockets and take a hike she fucking beat Holly Holm with her own gun she beat the fuck out of Raquel Pennington to where she wanted to quit and her her corner forced her to go get another round of ass whipping she beat the fuck out of Jermaine Duranemi. She beat the fuck out of Felicia Spencer. What are you gonna do? What do you offer, Megan Anderson, that these women couldn't? Like, what do you bring to the table? Lay out long legs. Get the fuck out of here. Those fucking long ass
2: legs. You got the fucking. You got that tattoo leg? Maybe yeah, the up? leg sleeve. Yeah. What the um, fuck?
0: You're but still no. attractive
2: and we still love you. Exactly. It's we- just Amanda Innocent, Nunes.
0: You're a queen. Please unblock me. <laughs> but. I guess that was more directed at, uh because <laughs> what's she gonna do? Not take the fight? She she believes in herself, but like that was more directed at people picking Megan. And, and when I say picking Megan, I mean non-Australians. Because if you're Australian, obviously you want Megan to win. That would be yeah, fucking amazing. Stuff is yeah, great. exactly. Fighting is as nationalistic as anything, and I fucking love that about it. So that's all I would say about that. But it, it's Amanda fucking <laughs> Nunez.
2: What? You know what? Honestly, like having you say it, uh, talking about her record. And then I talked about it like, um, last week as well. It, I, I, I don't, whenever I talk about her fights, I don't say, I don't say that Amanda won for some reason. It's always more violent. Like in my head, it's not, it's not like, oh yeah, well she won the fight against like, maybe like, no, it was like,
0: Oh, she mauled, went to
2: yeah, speed. she fucking mauled this person. She murdered this guy. She beat yeah. the shit out of these people. <laughs> like the whole time, you're just like, it's so it's so violent and aggressive. Every yeah. time you describe anyone that she beat, it's not it's not like yeah, well she wanted like maybe kind of no, it was just everyone. <laughs> I mean, like you said, she it's all over the place. But like, Jamit wanted to quit. Yeah, she wanted to quit the fight. <laughs> like like guys it's she is she is a she is a goddess of violence there is nothing more to that than than that she is a she is a thriving happy goddess of of violence
0: yeah and uh, And the cutest baby in the world and we love her we love her we love her all right and so that's where the fights ended there weren't any (laughs) other fights (laughs) (laughs)
2: <laughs> oh buddy there sure was now before we go any further obviously you guys know how um i think he's about to cry right now it looks like he's Shut no up. he's like he's okay anyway um now now just to give the opinion on the whole entire fight for me just to before before jesus jumps in
0: um is he uh, won the first three rounds
2: again, Go ahead. <laughs> i agree 100 percent, guys uh dc breaking down that fight as far as like the, the faints that, um, that, Jan, yeah, that Jan was falling for was pretty accurate. Like at the fifth, at the end of the fifth round, like he was breathing really fucking hard. Now, granted, like I said, Izzy did not win, but <clears throat> had it remained where it was, um, Izzy probably would have won the fight. Um, so like, even my roommate was like, oh man, he's just going to lay, lay and lay and pray. And lay I was and like, pray. look, that's, it's hard to say. It, it's really tough to say that he kind of pulled out his wrestling at the very end, and Izzy and them had planned for the very beginning. Because conceptually, the idea was, I think, as far as their game plan would have been, would have been the last three rounds. Um, uh, Izzy would have done what he did in the first three rounds, if that was going to be swapped. So right. he could have, he would have been able to wear Yan down on the ground, as far as like not getting any submissions and just kind of escaping those for the first two rounds. And then Jan would be like, okay, well, this isn't working. Let me stand up on the feet, but it literally just was the reverse. So like you said, Jan, I mean, um, Izzy won those first three rounds because of, and people talk about strikes and I get that, but um, uh, he just was really, really dodging a lot of Jan's big, big power punches and really making him faint really hard. So, you know, props to Izzy for all that stuff. But um yeah, he lost.
0: So yeah, and, and I just have to say before people think I'm a, a crazy person that I'm letting my bias get in the way. Number one, first of all, I don't really score fights because I hate the ten point must system, and I, I don't fucking think it's good. But I remember, I remember going like or not going, but leaving the third round, like going to the fourth. I was like, I think Izzy won those first three rounds, or maybe Young got one of them. So I know I acknowledge it's very close, but by the end of the fight, based on how rounds four and five went, I was like. I was like there's no way Izzy got this. But the the 4 to 1 dude, like that's what pissed me off. Like you only gave Izzy one of those rounds? Yeah, no. Fucking yeah. And and, and I kind of disagree with the 10-8s. Like obviously Izzy didn't do much, but the the way the new scoring is set up to the it's supposed to be more liberal 10-8s, but there's criteria. There's the 3 Ds, duration, damage, and dominance. <clears throat> Sorry, but lay and pray while it's kind of dominant and doesn't do any damage, so you can get the fuck out of here. Um, that said, I don't I don't like to say lay and pray necessarily because it is you know yeah, no, it's a, a strategy skill. and it's within the confines of the rules and it's on the the onus is on the person on bottom to get up. So I acknowledge that. Um, quite honestly, I'm surprised that I'm doing okay right now. Like everyone's been like, well, my condolences" and all this stuff, and I'm like. Yeah, dude, I'm fine. Izzy is still a champion. He's going to go beat the shit out of whatever poor middleweight is next. So yeah,
2: I think that the way that, I think the fight, if it was devastating, then I think you'd be different. I think if Jan would have landed a a large right, like he did with um, Reyes, Reyes, um, I think it would have been more devastating of like, oh no, like, wow, Izzy's not that good. But Izzy literally was dodging all those fucking punches. Literally all of those punches. I was... My, my my roommate was like dang how does he do that like it, he's literally like a video game he just can't be touched and if he is touched it's like light or, yeah it's it's so so great i mean his head 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 movement I mean is amazing so but Jan, um you know props to Jan for winning and now who knows what's going to happen with the both divisions i mean who, uh What's the coming up next for Jan? Um,
0: Glover to Shady. Glover.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Let's hope. Let's hope that one goes.
0: Yeah, dude. I'm actually I'm rooting for Glover.
2: Yeah. Me too, I think.
0: Fuck Jan. Just kidding. No, Jan's great. I mean, no, yeah, I do. Lo- he seems I do like a very Jan, happy.
2: But... Yeah. He seems like a very happy man and like a very, like you know, he likes doing it and, you know, Polish power. And
0: here's a one mil with Jan. It was a story that uh, Fernanda told on her podcast where she had interviewed him and he forgot what job he did. for. Well, no, no. He, he had, so she was asking him about what job he did before the UFC and he forgot the word in English and he was a plumber. And he was like, oh, what Mario and Luigi did. <laughs> <laughs> it's so good, right? <laughs> um, well, let's, uh, let's put this card to bed and uh, move on to our standings. You have final thoughts
2: yeah just yeah just final thoughts on the whole card um good 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 job on the uh on those prelim fighters man like mm-hmm. you guys really brought the excitement to uh to every single fight i mean when i saw that all the fights were ending like um with knockouts and kos and tkos i was like this is great like this was really really a great night for fights even if you know with all the confusion and whatnot, I mean, it was so awesome. The, the Everything was like, like I said, it was a very spectacular night for the UFC, I will say. And you know what? Also, final thoughts. A, those two motherfuckers that were sitting right there cage side, fuck you. I don't care what you want from. <laughs> Your wife looks like a bitch. I don't care. Fuck you. It was maybe it was her that entered. Your husband
0: looks like an asshole. Fuck you too. Didn't they look like they don't shower? Like, didn't you get yeah. that vibe that they just were like, oh, we just got off the plane and got here. We didn't even shower.
2: Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> They're definitely, oh, God. They definitely had like really, really incredibly boring sex in their hotel. And they were like, this is wild. And <laughs> he was like, we're doing it under the covers. And when he comes, he's like, <laughs> yeah. So, anyways, also, just so you know, the next motherfuckers who are sitting in the chairs for the Stipe and Ganu, fuck those people too. And no, they does. both. Yeah, you know they both got small dicks and are worried about their facial hair. We pray in the we name pray. in the name of the Lord. We pray. Amen. Amen. Son, Father, Son, Holy, Holy Spirit. Spirit, we will be there. <laughs> uh, Tails and tittlies on, or whatever it's it. What's it? T- tails and tin bones what's the goddamn phrase i don't fucking know whenever you dress up uh j- dress to the gills to or the nines like that no nope no, that's that's to the nines but there's another one it's like top hat and tails or yeah tip tops
0: all right this is going so well But um, well, i just to... want
2: your final thoughts like i said fuck those people and then also the people for the Nganu steep fight fuck those people dude. Yeah, it's gonna them. be us and someone should fuck us <laughs>
0: Yeah, uh, yeah. Get my t- boy Leo laid. Anyway, yeah,
2: totally. Yeah, at that fight.
0: Yeah, at that fight. Uh, <clears throat> so we were both three and two for this fight, which moves us to uh eight and seven for you and nine and six for me overall.
2: Yeah, I guess that's a good record for both of us. We both suck.
0: <laughs> yeah, we both suck. It's funny. Nine and six was my my record for the whole car because I'm in mean, a little little pick'em league thing. Oh, nice. All right, I want to talk about some news that happened, and this is just fucking wild. It, the more I think about it, the, the sadder I get, and I don't even like this dude. It came out in the news recently, uh, earlier in the week. Hamza mm-hmm. Chamayev retired. He has had like multiple bouts with COVID at this point. He's posted videos where he was coughing up blood into the sink, there is another video where he is like training and he can't breathe. He had to be rush to the hospital. The motherfucker has it bad. And he lives in trains in Sweden. <clears throat> He's Chechen from Chechnya. Trains in Sweden. And in Sweden, they went with like the herd immunity theory or whatever. And they basically don't wear masks and they're just all fucking going on with their lives without like as if COVID isn't a deadly virus. And this motherfucker had COVID really bad. And then he's like, guys, I retired. And that same day or the very next day, he had a little FaceTime call with Ramazan Kadyrov, the fucking dictator of Chechnya, who was like, oh, if you retire, I'm going to come after your family. No, that's not exactly what he said, but that's probably what he was like. He probably was like, yeah, follow your dreams. But, and then he was like holding a sign that said that, uh, Dude, this is so fucked up because he had a little the, what we know of the situation. We don't know much that should be said. We just have an Instagram post that was shared from Kadirov that was translated or maybe it was from Chemayev quoting Kadirov or whatever. And he was saying, basically, I spoke to Chemayev and I reminded him that all of Chechnya is rooting for his victory. And it would be a great disappointment to the people if he let let his country down or whatever. hmm the fuck dude he's gonna die yeah, yeah. he's yeah. let me just tell you he's gonna die <laughs> i mean <laughs> what the fuck man and, and like, like i said when 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 hamza has been coming on the scene uh i am not on board the hype train i'm like this motherfucker is gonna meet someone who is can can figure out what he can do and and beat him because i'm a salty motherfucker like that and MMA Twitter loves people like that. And I love to go against them because fuck them. Yeah. And, but, but I'm, I'm, I'm feeling really bad for him. And that's why I'm mad. I don't want to feel bad for this dude. I want to fucking root for his demise, but now I'm not. Cause that would make me a terrible person. He has a fucking deadly virus.
2: And he also has someone literally pointing a gun at him, telling him, Hey, if you don't fucking fight, guess what? Chechia never fucking heard of you.
0: Exactly. I'm gonna I got your family right here, they want you to fight.
2: Hey, you know, you know I got in the back over here? Fucking Bobby Knuckles for you, right?
0: (laughs) Why is he a a fucking Italian mobster when he's a Chechen dictator? You know I fucking got behind me?
2: Bobby Knuckles. Okay. So if you want to fight, listen, I don't know if you know this, but you can't fight Bobby Knuckles, right? Because he will literally kill you. Okay, but and I know you're a fighter, and I know this, and I know you could probably fight him too, but I just want you to know, Bobby Knuckles back here.
0: Yes, you can fight him, but you can not fight this AK-47.
2: Bobby Knuckles.
0: <laughs> he loves saying that, dude. Well, um, he's
2: got to be careful. Yeah, yeah, yeah. he's <laughs> got to. He's gonna end up with cement shoes and cannolis in his ear, or whatever. He's gonna, he's
0: gonna have a tough time.
2: Yeah, tough, the tough time, just the toughest time in the world.
0: Anyways, uh, but, guys, uh, it's
2: a it, that is a very scary situation to think that the the ru- ruler I don't even want to say ruler, but now at this point ruler um mm-hmm. of Chechnya is like, oh, just fucking kidding about that guy, like just just kidding about that fucking retirement, dude. Uh, And if you don't, I'm yeah. gonna. I'm going to get Bobby Knuckles to fuck you up.
0: Well, those are my thoughts on that situation. And we didn't have any other news. I wrote down, I wanted to talk about, they, they announced the fight between, um, Edson Barboza and Shane, Shane Burgos. Yes. It was wild because last week someone was like, what's next for Alex Caceres. And we both threw out both those (laughs) names and now it's like, they're fucking fighting. Um, so someone at the UFC definitely listens to the show. Just putting that out there. Great. Uh, And I think that's a perfect note for us to uh, take a quick break, and then we'll start the forum. Great. Let's do it. Perfect. And we're back. Woo! Time to start the forum. This is where we, we answer all of your questions, both uh, voice questions, Twitter questions, DM questions, literally any question.
1: Yeah.
0: <laughs> I was gonna say, all the questions. I was say literally slide in the DMs, but I was like, that's just, just take it into a weird.
2: Uh... No, I, no, don't. We're not taking it to a weird spot. Slide in the DMs, guys. Just okay, do yeah. it whenever you yeah, want. 2 a.m. Yeah. You know what? The question you could ask us is. You know, I run
0: our account. <laughs> I'm
2: aware, but I just want you to know that you guys can ask us at 2 a.m. You up, and that's fine.
0: Yeah, I just want to let you know, I gave you the password for Anchor, but I did not give you the password for Twitter, and there's a reason for that. Anyway, up? yeah, <laughs> no. You um, Please stop. Yeah. Uh, hey. Hey. By the way, also, hey, by this
2: the way, me looking terrible. Like the last episode, we're like, yeah, oh, well, Leo's like on the prowl, and then like now it's <laughs> like, oh well, like sliding his DMs, and now you're like, oh, okay, that's enough. I'm like, hey, man, you're with <laughs> me. Are against me, but honestly, I'm with you, dude. Um, before we go any further, I do want to say that. Let's take that off the table. By the way, it, the more I think no. about it, and the more we talk further about it, it just makes me seem like the worst person. So I'm off hey the man. table.
0: Sometimes I don't even know how I was going to go with that. <laughs> I was just going to say it could be beneficial to you, but but you know, I appreciate your willingness to. Uh, acknowledge your problematic behavior which i, I stri- aided and abetted
2: <laughs> i am striking it from the record
0: striking it from the record okay um All
2: right, let's get into this fire and you know what
0: that is that's growth this, oh, <laughs> oh, this, boy. Question, this question is from rhino Hey,
4: Juicy Fruit Baby and Leo. It's your big homie Rhino from the Combat Sports with Rhino podcast. So my question for you this week is this. We've had a lot of gyms over the years that kind of built up an aura. So if you had a fighter that came from, you know, military fighting system for a while, then later it was maybe AKA or Jackson Wink. And lately it's been American top team. There's kind of an aura and, and like kind of a, a respect and a fear that goes along with most of their fighters. As of late, it's been city kickboxing with all their great talent coming out of there. Uh, do you think when you have a night where you have a few people from city kickboxing or from whatever gym lose do you think that takes away from that aura? And I'm just talking about one night I'm not talking about over a series of time because then of course it's gonna happen. but I just mean that one night if a couple of the big stars lose, do you think that takes away from that fear or that kind of respect aura that those gyms have? Thank you so much. can't wait to hear the answer. Talk to you later, brother.
0: Yes, go check out Rhino's show, Combat Sports with Rhino. It's amazing. And uh, really quickly for me, I think in one night, maybe not, but in this one, it, it kind of – it's like when, when it comes to things like this, the bigger they are, the harder they fall. Like is, is he being – like his star power being so high? The fall from grace is definitely like – for, for me as as a as a big fan of his i am not even stepping a toe off the hype train as far as how i feel about it i'm so thinking he's going to dominate a middleweight and that's the beauty of like these kind of like you know super fights where you go up and wait and whatever they still can kind of go back to their normal weight and dominate but um it it is interesting how so city kickboxing obviously is the name of the gym and it became an mma gym so they added you know they've got wrestling and grappling and jujitsu but it doesn't uh Change the name city kickboxing, but it's definitely what they're known for. Like Eugene Behrman is an amazing striking coach and, and they're just their approach to striking is so unique. And when you see it, like Kai car France almost lost via submission like 10 times in that fight, but he won by knockout is he out, got out grappled, but was dominating the striking. Carlos Olberg, however, what are you doing, baby? What are you doing? <laughs> he let that body, yada, yada hit the floor. That motherfucker was gassing out. Uh, it definitely means he can't go longer than four minutes in the bedroom, I've decided. Wow. Why, make me feel why, better about on, myself. why all
2: the hate for this guy? What's up?
0: He's prettier than me. <laughs> <laughs>
2: I, I mean, that's fine. And by the way,
0: if he had won. I would have been like, look at this sexy motherfucker. <laughs> like I said, I'm guess I just like, you disappointed me, man. You fucking disappointed me. He gassed out, dude. He blew his load. He just threw every single strike he could at Kennedy and Zuchuku. And Kennedy was like, you kidding me? I'm 6'6". I can take all of these. Yeah, you
2: kidding me? I'll wipe all that off my face. Let's keep going.
0: So to answer your question, Rhino, for me... It does a little bit, but I think what you're referring to is more so over time. And, and, and already like American top team kind of still has in my mind, like the most dominant gym right now, it's just city kickboxing is like on the rise. And it's been a big story, like with Volk becoming champion, Izzy, um, you know, it, it, American top team can still have the lineage of like probably the most champs in the UFC. Um, just, just in general, like Robbie Lawler was a champion while he was there uh joanna young obviously amanda Nunes, uh tyron woodley was affiliated with american top team uh junior santos i don't think he was with american top team when he was a champion but he is now there's just been a lot of fucking champions that come through those doors and uh city kickboxing is so new on the scene that i don't even know how much of an aura they had to lose but as far as specific fighters auras, i think izzy's aura diminished a little bit but we have a later question about that and
2: yeah i think um it's hard to say. I think like, like any sort of like controversy as far as like any, like uh, how do you put this? Um, you know, sexual misconduct, anything that's like, can put a stain on a, on a, I know it's going a different direction oh, on a gym is like, I don't mean like fear of that gym. I just mean like, that's really the only way that you could. Cause I, I don't know, like it, it's just like anything else it's like it's actually it really just depends on how each fighter handles their loss and at this point uh both oberg and izzy handled their losses very well so that's also like another like if both of them were just like pissed and throwing stuff like b- both of them did that i think that would have diminished um the, I agree, the actually star power of that gym um, more so than anything I think it just has to do with the attitude of like a winner's attitude of getting back in there and kind of getting back on your bike and riding and Izzy is certainly doing that. Uh, Olberg you know can only do it for about four minutes but you know we can't fault him for that um, but no I just mean th- I think that's really the only like that shine and like and, and also specifically for that country it's the best gym in that country right hands down as Regardless, far as in the U- yeah, yeah, as far right. as in the UFC like, that's to be kind of determined later on with time. But as of right now, people are, there's still a very, very long wait list to get into that gym to train with um, uh, Eugene
0: Merman. Totally. Uh, well, thank you for your question right now. I want to now pivot to the homie D Krons. He's got a great question for the podcast.
4: Hey, hey Juicius Maximus, what's up? Leo, what's up? um i'd like to start off by just sending you my condolences juice i i know this is a rough time for you um to make it even worse i wanted to ask about the 10-8 rounds what the hell do you think went on there um what can be done about the judging and uh do you think Izzy's gonna make an honest run at light heavy Uh, i hope you guys have a great weekend take care brothers talk to you soon
0: bye first of all shout out to dcrons he's the man secondly i love that both these questions have given me a, a, a nickname and it's are like, oh hey leo also
2: <laughs> well i mean at the end of the day right. you know your name already you're already your name is already a nickname so like the fact that people right. can do versions of, a nickname of it nickname
0: of a nickname that's yeah, why i love exactly. it so much honestly like you can do any variation and people will like love putting their own spin on it yeah I love because it.
2: It, it allows them to to be comfortable with calling you something that you know they may not be right. comfortable with calling you juice right. alone, exactly. but I am because yeah. I. That's what you want to identify as, and what you want to be called is what I'm going to call you. But also, those people can call you whatever they want to. Inclusion, yeah, if baby. You're,
0: if you're listening, you can call me anything you want. You can call me Sally. You can call me Cuckboy. <laughs> <Just kidding.
2: laughs> you can call him uh, Bra-bra. Bra-bra.
0: <laughs> Brah. bra B R A H. B R (laughs) A H. To answer his question about the ten eight rounds, I think we kind of touched on this in our recap, but as far, as far as like what can be done about the the judging when you have the system that we have, the 10 point must system, it's a broken system. And I don't think it allows for too much subjectivity and you're not going to fix it. The only way to really, in my opinion, if you're going to fix things like that is to do like a pride where you the the pride judging where you judge the fight as a whole. And that way I think less subjective and easier to come up with a winner. That is not so like, you know, that everyone can agree on, you know what I mean? Or, or add more judges at the very least, like do five judges. Like that's something they could do right now. And I know it's like a money thing because judges are paid per fight and you know, that would add, you know, for the, they can afford it, dude. Yeah, those are my thoughts.
2: Yeah, I think I think um, it, it's just kind of. I've already said this before. I think I think that every single facet of the UFC, as far as like rules or judging or anything like that we talked about the, um, I, I was in jest talking about the the leg kicks, um, the the calf kicks and stuff like that. But but for real, I think that every five years the commission should sit down and reevaluate. Like it's not. Yeah. Should reevaluate everything, how they do all of it to kind of make the advancements happen. I mean, look at what happened last night. It's a ground illegal need, but there's like new rules, sanctified rules, or this. You know what I mean? Like, there needs to be people that are just like, oh, that's how it is. Like, well, you guys should probably sit down every couple of years and just kind of assess some things, like tick off the fights where problems happen and make the rules for that stuff.
0: I 100% agree. And uh, I think that sort of neatly puts a button on that. Yeah. Perfect. Thank you, D. Um, This question is actually from the homie Headkick Audio. You guys should go check out his show. He has amazing interviews. And uh, here is his question.
3: What's up, Juice? Leo? Julio? Julio? who CEO? How are you guys <laughs> going? Whatever you guys are going with. All right. So, UFC 259... A uh, couple champs retain, and, of course, Fyodor uh, lands that illegal blow and uh, gives his belt to Sterling. I'm sure you guys have probably talked about it on the show, but, you know, I guess I'll hear uh, your thoughts on that. But I want to talk about what's next for Blachowicz. I think it's going to be Glover and I really like that fight two older seasoned veterans going at it. I mean it's going to be fucking cool. So tell me what you guys think about that fight and the man the noon's baby's fucking <laughs> so cute. All right, I'm gonna go. See ya.
0: The best ending of all time. Amanda's baby, so fucking cute. Anyways, I'm leaving. Yeah, dude, having the baby in the octagon. For some reason, it's like I get a little nervous, even though the fight's over. I'm like,
2: uh, get that baby yeah, out of there. But same, same.
0: The fact that uh, Megan came over and was like being nice and respectful. What I are you that. doing?
2: What are you saying? What are you saying? Please stop saying that. You're wrong, bro. You're one hundred percent wrong. Can I tell you something, bro? Hold on, what? before we go any further. Yeah. Yeah, I know. It's because of the way you said it, bro. Do you remember what happened when fucking Amanda won against uh, Jermaine? You remember that? You remember when she put the fucking belt on her shoulder and was like, yeah, it looks good on you, but it's mine. (laughs) Amanda in her brain thought that was a nice gesture. Guess what, bro? Megan was about to leave the octagon. Amanda ran over to her with her baby. like, look at my child. And Mingo's like, oh, how sweet. Look what I
0: have that you don't.
2: Yeah, look what I have. I have a baby and the... What's that behind me? Bobby Knuckles holding both belts for me. (laughs) What the fuck do you think I'm doing with this fucking baby? You better fucking look at my baby. Tell my baby that they're cute kiss my ring are Bobby Knuckles going to come over and beat you up with these two heavy belts.
0: So Amanda can not be uh, proud of her, uh, her child. No, I'm not saying that she can't. But
2: what no, what she, what you said was it was very nice for Megan to come over. Nope, because Megan did <laughs> certainly not go over there. Amanda walked up to her and was like,
0: dude, everyone loves this, babies.
2: Check this fucking shit out, bro got that inverted arm triangle don't happen in the UFC often check this out I'm the mom that just whipped yo ass and the baby was doing this a bunch like to like Megan and Megan was like how cute uh oh, what a cute baby and then and then fucking um the baby was so happy but I'm, I'm just letting you know like Amanda is the fucking goat of shade as much as you guys like yeah. not to believe it. But when that when she put that yeah. trophy on her shoulder, everyone was like, oh, she's being nice. I was like, guys, could you imagine being on the receiving end of that after you just got mauled by someone Be being like, oh, oh, it's not mine. Same thing. Literally, Amanda was like, this is great. I love fighting. Let me walk over to Megan and tell her
0: how much she's a piece of shit. The way you're describing it, I'm always imagining like Amanda is like has the triangle locked up and is like shouting to Nina, Make sure the baby is ready. I want to rub it yeah. in her face yeah. afterwards. Dude, it, I'm telling you, bro. I'm
2: telling you. Um, so sorry to stop the question midway, but she, they they were very cordial. But I'm letting you know, Amanda 100% put that baby in Megan's face. And Megan was like, I just want, I th-
0: I I just want just, to live. I think she just like, Get out of here. She just has like a. a a habit of celebrating like when she when she beat Cyborg yeah. um, who by the way I forgot to mention in her resume earlier which was nasty yeah, she like so took the belts and was like zooming rant, around the around octagon the old, yeah. mm-hmm. like a fucking little kid I love it Um to, to answer Headkick's question about Jan it, it absolutely has to be Glover yeah. and, and they, they know that like Glover was campaigning like no one at Light Heavyweight is like hey let me fight Glover if he's not going to get the top shot like he was 100% waiting for the outcome of this fight and that's it. That's it. So Yeah. Um thank you for that amazing question heck This is uh, this is Leo. This might be your favorite question. Let me I just can't. play it right now. This is from the Homie Mixed a Man.
1: Juice, it's the Homie Mixed a Man. I want to know, should that no good very bad evil dip shit, motherfucking crap bag piotr Jan get an immediate rematches Or should that cheating line, no good, very bad motherfucker, have to fight again because he cheated? Because he cheated. Should he have to fight again to get that belt? Because if Peter Jan was losing that fight and he cheated, you'd say, well, he cheated because he was losing that fight. And he cheated, so he should pay repercussions for cheating. But because he was winning that fight, we act like he didn't cheat. He cheated. So I know you're logical, and I know you're reasonable, so I know you're going to wholeheartedly agree with me in everything that I say, but I want to know your opinion. Should Piotr Jan, does he deserve an immediate rematch? Not will he get it, because I know he'll get it. I know Dan will give it to him, but should he be getting it? Or should the division move on for one fight without him while he has to fight to get back into a title shot? Get at me.
0: Dude, I love Mick. <laughs> such like an (laughs) elitist thing to say here's my opinion but also it's fact (laughs) yeah uh you know what's funny like i didn't actually even think about it until he point blank phrased it that way whenever there's like a i don't want to call it fugazi because like he said blatantly that was cheating that was a blatant illegal strike and the rules state that like that's a that's a dq basically but whenever the situation like that, where the guy that was losing ends up with the belt, it always feels like without even questioning, like you run it back. Like that was just like a weird situation. We need to see it again. But if you look at it that way, I would not mind Peter Jan having to move to the back of the line, not literally the back of the line, but like maybe win one more fight or one or two more fights before he gets another shot. But the way it's set up, Aljamain Sterling is a champion He's a competitor. He's not going to feel like he actually won the belt. Uh, the guy waiting in the wings is Corey Sanhagen, who he smoked in like a minute. He's not going to be like, yeah, let me go fight this guy who just actually deaded a few of my training partners. Like uh, Aljo, he's trained with Marlon Rice in the past. He's also trained with Frankie Yeager, I believe. They're not like on the same team. So like not literally training partners, but like guys that are in his area. Uh, fucking Corey Sanhagen just killed those dudes. He's not going to say, yeah, let me go fight this guy that I already beat because he's now r- really dangerous. Let, let, let me be – actually, he's caught between a rock and a hard place because he was uh, losing that fight. I don't know, man. It, it, it's a hard situation. Um, as, as, a, as a guy who used to be an Aljo fan till he turned out to be a fucking brainwashed uh, anti-masker, um, it's hard. It's really hard and uh mix uh vendetta against russia is just i love it uh so what do you what do you think because i can't even answer this
2: uh, uh boy um i mean honestly uh you're right about aljo not wanting to run it back with sanhagen um but i think that's what should happen um just because at the very least as far as like on an outside perspective is as, as as fans um if it was just those two, like at the top, and there was no question, I'd be like, "Well, that's what's going to happen, and that's what should happen because there isn't anyone." Of course, Sanhagen having the two amazing fights that he had recently, um, just looking spectacular. And granted, you you could say, you know, they're they ended quick and, and all that stuff, but I think he's earned himself another slot in there. And then with the way that this all went down, mm-hmm. I think that that would be okay. I don't know if Aljo would be calling for it. Um, I I don't think he's going to be calling for it, but um, I, I think Aljo. I think Aljo wants the to fight back. I know, I know yeah. it's a rock and a hard place, but I, I, I think that he thinks that a change of a game plan um could could lead him to victory because, because yeah. really he was bum rushing the entire time and then got tired by the third round and that's where we're seeing it. So he could definitely adjust his game. Um, yeah. So
0: I walked back to my earlier statement. Here's what needs to happen: Aljo needs to fight Corey Sanhagen next because Corey's next and he should yeah. get his shot. So Aljo fights Corey Sanhagen. Corey Sanhagen sends him to the shadow realm, mm-hmm. of which he is uh familiar. He's been there before. Corey reminds him what that feels like. Now Corey's holding the belt and says, Piotr Jan, come get me. Yeah. Or fucking TJ Dillashaw slides, slides in there somehow the fucking snake. Um yep. and at the end of it all, Corey Sanhagen's still the champion because that's the fucking world I want to live mm-hmm.
1: in. So.
2: well, it's gonna sound pretty gross, but now that you mentioned TJ Dillashaw, uh it's probably Aljo, TJ Dillashaw next. I, I, we, we, I mean, whatever he deserves, whatever. We want to talk about it. Mm. We're talking about the UFC's money machine. I know it's true. This is just what I, I think. Um, uh, TJ's going to beat Aljo. Everyone's going to be like, whoa, like wow. And then, and then he's going to beat Piotr Jan. Come back. Then he's going to lose <laughs> against the Sandman. Yeah, because this is what's going to happen. Corey Sandhagen, I'm gonna send TJ Dillashaw to the shadow room. He's gonna knock all the PEDs out of his blood. That's what Corey Sandhagen is gonna do. But honestly, this is, yeah, there, there's no, there's no question. Damn, there's no question now that you mentioned it. That TJ Dillashaw. So um, I'm gonna say.
0: Uh, Speaking of TJ Dillashaw, you know what? I'm, I'm gonna say.
2: It. Hold on, before we, I'm gonna say Aljo, Aljo, TJ Dillashaw, international fight
0: i always say international fight week even if it's like literally just happened you're gonna be like 2022 international fight week
2: (laughs) yeah i don't care how long it takes yeah
0: um there's like two types of people on mma twitter right now and it's it's very clear like there isn't really an in-between or there isn't like a mix it's like you have the people that are like man fuck tj ilshaw let that cheating ass get to the back of the line whatever and then you have people who are like I don't give a single fuck how many drugs he did. Let him take all of them and get that motherfucker back right now. They're like, and, and they're always like, oh, and this is a hot take. By the way, I'm like, hey, just so you know, no, it's not because everyone else is also saying that or it's like so divided to where it's not like one or two dissenting voices. It's like, hey, man, this is what we're all saying. It's either one or the other.
2: How could you ever even have a question about like.
0: I hated like, TJ Dillashaw before the drugs. To be honest, yeah, I mean, but just like I legacy, never liked that motherfucker.
2: Legacy alone. I mean, god damn. Like the the thing that's keeping John Jones away from a conversation about go talk is literally just what happened outside of the ring. Yeah, it's strange. You know what I mean? Like, why would you want that as a tarnished thing? Like, I don't care what you say. Specifically, performance enhancing drugs. That you know, I mean, Mark Hunt's very much against it and all that stuff. But I just mean like, like yeah, TJ Dillashaw is just so so blatantly like in it like yeah that's what i did this is what i'm doing and then everyone's like yeah bring him back i was like yeah but everyone, like whatever you want you you're just going to be sitting in a bar being like Tito Dillas the best I'm like yeah but he cheated oh, hey fucking did not cheat
0: like <laughs> yeah exactly what are
2: you talking dude what he did like how are you going to yeah. deny something that happened so like i said so so if you want if you want to do off for the fact that he's going to be fighting and it's going to be exciting that's fine if you say excited, yeah but if you want him to come back and win to get like greatest of all time status you're gonna yeah. have the same problem that John Jones is fucking having, which is exactly. not his problem. But I just mean right. it's it's a societal like. Well, John Jones is the best, yeah. But like, you know, there's a lot of cocaine and drugs that say different, and he's like, "What? The fact that he did all of them? I'm not mad at him for doing all of them." So, anyways, that's my thought. Anyways, next question. Yeah,
0: yeah, we get the next question. I got queued up is from. Fucking MMA catfish. <laughs> Love this guy. Uh, we actually made bets about uh, if certain people lose or whatever, we would shave our mustaches. Both of us got to keep because we didn't do the same fight. It was like, well, if this guy wins, I'll shave my neck. Yep, yep. And we, it we was broke. all Joe
2: and yeah, uh, and yeah. Uh, exactly.
0: Um, so I want to do, <laughs> I haven't done this yet with these. I want to read the transcript really quick because it's so funny. He says, Pretty Julie, old baby, so busy. I thought he looked really good. (laughs) Just just let that land for a second. All right. Here's the question.
3: Julie, old baby. So, is he? I thought he looked really good, but unfortunately, in the end, he looked like a kickboxer who didn't have the ground skills to compete with a much heavier person. I realize stature wise they're about the same, but clearly Yan was a lot heavier. Um, but props to him. Good fight by both gentlemen. And in the end, I think there really was no loser. Uh, Nunez and Megan. Well, duh, Megan. Can we please stop talking about her now? Ugh. I'm rolling my eyes in case you can't tell. Ether and Aljo. Uh, I mean, it was definitely intentional, but I don't think it was intentional to cheat. I think he was whether confused in the moment, confused from his corner, or whatever. He really did seem to not understand in the moment. Afterwards, that it was not legal. But my question for you, through all of this, is actually about knees to down opponents and. It should, should be legal. If I can kick someone's head the fuck off their shoulders while they're standing, I should be able to knee them on the ground. What are your thoughts? Same with the 12-6 elbow. I think we already have discussed that in the past, what you have, that that should be legal. I definitely think that should be legal. Uh, so, yeah, I guess that is my question for you. Uh, look forward to hearing the answer. As always, F-M-P.
0: Yeah, FMP indeed. And really quickly, my thoughts on on, on the the grounded knee rule. And again, as I've said in the past, he fucked up. It's a it's a rule that exists. Yan cheated. But if I were writing the rules, I would say that's not a rule. You know what I mean? So the the reason for that is because if you make it legal it is much easier to defend there there with with the rule set because first of all the, the the grounded fighter thing is it changes state to state which isn't really an issue now because of COVID. they're all taking place either in las vegas or fight island but it, it's still kind of like you know you're unsure about it and if if you make it legal it makes it easier to defend because when 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 the the way it's set up now, there are positions your fighter is in. Like Aljo, for example, last night, he's in that position. Mark Smith says grounded fighter. He's thinking, "I'm safe here." He's like, "Okay, I'm in a place I can't get kneed in the head," and then he gets kneed in the head from a illegal strike. So that's that's exactly my thoughts. Point blank, yes, legalize. Grounded knees. Legalize all knees.
2: Yeah, I, I guess. I mean, it's it's tough to say. I mean, I think I think you made a really good point though just now. To, to, to kind of that kind of convinced me otherwise of like that Aljo was on his knee at that point, saying, "Okay, I'm safe here from a knee." Um, obviously not all striking, just just the mm-hmm. not kneeing a down fighter. Um, I mean, I, I, it just comes back to my point of every five years examine the rules and regulations and what, what is what, um, you know, so, uh, yeah, I think, I mean, you know, they also have the, you know, when, uh, the fight one fighters on the ground, one fighter standing up, uh, as far as like, you know, the pause and the action would be like, okay, let that person stand up, you know? So that's another thing that could be examined as well. Like I said, there's a lot of different weird rules that, that just make people, uh, they need to be examined. That's that's just what it exactly. is.
0: Exactly. I was going to say, it all goes back to what you said, which, was, which is an amazing thing. Probably the best take you've ever had on the show, uh, which is every five years, meet and re-examine the rules. Yeah. Because shit changes.
2: Oh, yeah. Heavily.
0: So the next question we have is from the homie AP Brox. Love this girl. She is such a great supporter of the show and is just hilarious on the timeline. Um, she said, the UFC should do a better job at finding female contenders who do we have to blow to get some real competition for amanda nunes wow there's two ways to answer that question there's there's a way to uh answer that literally and there's a way to understand the metaphor and answer it figuratively so i'm going to do both Oh, great the answer is dana white yeah (laughs) <laughs> That's he got to blow um, or, or uh, more specifically, probably Sean Shelby. And um, what is the other gentleman's name? Mick Maynard of the matchmakers who kind of seek out talent as well. But uh, that uh, as far as who's doing the blowing, that is up to that person. And I'm not going to force anything on anybody. <laughs> but no, in, in all seriousness, and this is a great question. They just never invested in the 145 pound division like they did with the other divisions. Like 135, okay, they made it because of Ronda and they said, let's build a division around her. But the talent was there and they, they signed like the top women's talent in the world at that point. And they've continued to, to do so. 115, they just bought all the contracts from Invicta, but then they continued to sign other strawweights. They haven't really done that with 145. It was because of Cyborg, and they brought it in. And it's like, okay, but the, even the fact that uh, that there are other featherweights in the world, Pam Sorensen, Julia Budd, I mean, it, it, to be honest with you, it isn't a lot. And, and someone was saying like, oh, they need to do a women's 145 Tough. Guess what, man? They already did. And here's why Tough doesn't work for building divisions is because besides heavyweight everyone goes up a weight class at tough not everyone but almost everyone because they have a period of like what like six weeks depending on the season sometimes they their shooting schedule is different they have to fight you know if you win your fights like three times in that in that time frame and depending on when like you could be the last fight of the first round and then the first fight of the second round so you could be fighting within a week and having to cut you know back-to-back back like that it's strenuous on your body so people go sometimes up two weight classes dude there was a gentleman that was brought on to fight tim elliott on short notice and he was training to be in the um undefeated season of the ultimate fighter would when, when, uh, when actually kyler phillips was on there bryce mitchell was on there that season with dc and stipe were the coaches this gentleman was a 125 pound fighter he's like pietro he's like an italian but he grew up in manchester he's like sounds like he's from manchester uh was going to fight fucking at featherweight and he's a flyweight. He went it was going to go up two weight classes and that's why he missed weight because he was trying to bulk up for that season. They signed a bunch of of 135ers in that tough house and like, "Okay, you're featherweights now." And they all are fucking back at 135. Penny Kianza, Macy Chasson, uh Katherine uh the the Lethway uh, girl They're all at fucking 135. So that doesn't work. What they need to be doing is they need to be signing women's featherweights that exist in the world. You have Invicta. You have, obviously, Bellator. They're going to make a move to keep their champions and things like that. You can't just like poach other organizations. Invicta, unfortunately, you can poach from there. Um, But Bellator is like, no, we're locked in. We're not going to compete. Ryzen, you know, they have fucking... PFL, one, exactly. The talent exists and and they don't do enough of a job of A, uh, signing talent and B, promoting the talent they have. I've said it numerous times in the show. They need to do an all-women's card one day to show how much these ladies fucking deliver. Yep, Dude, like... It just it is was I don't know if you have anything to add, but I thought it was a great question that deserves like a lot of. No, I
2: I, I agree. I think that you know, like they're saying, everyone's like, "Oh, that's a problem," and I was like, "Yeah, I mean, we can we can make it uh, less of a problem. We just gotta like get more people in there." And then like, I mean, granted, there's already a pretty good amount, but you know, it's 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 slowly growing over time. It's just like trying to make that growth happen a little bit at a more accelerated rate. And I think that it should because there are you know, like you said, the talent is out there. It's everywhere. So just like you know dana look harder
0: 100 all right so that's it for uh dm questions now let's jump into the twitter forum we got some amazing questions the first one i want to read is from uh well it was suggested by the homie kim close at kim close underscore four and but it was a tweet that uh, he tagged me in on the timeline from from tiny mma um shout out to to her I think her name is Kylie. It's just, it's just not says K, but I think it's Kylie. Um, she says, what was the difference between the Dustin versus Eddie illegal knee and the Yon versus Aljo illegal knee? Why was the Yon one not a no contest? There's, there's a couple of things to unpack here. For, first of all, I remember very, not very vividly, but pretty vividly, there was a lot of protesting at that decision because it's up to the ref. And <clears throat> Herb Dean was the ref in that fight. And he did something which is called polling, which is to, uh, you, you can poll like another ref or uh, like a commission member. He talked to the commission and he said, okay, it wasn't intentional. I'm going to declare it a no contest. The distinction between no contest and DQ disqualification has to do with intent. Mm-hmm. The specific situation with, with Alvarez-Poyer and they were up against the cage. It was a flurry. They were both landing shots. Poirier went down, and almost immediately after his knee hit the canvas, Eddie landed the knee, and obviously he he acknowledged right away. He was like, "Oh shit, like I fucked up or whatever." Maybe he didn't say that, but right. they acknowledged it, and then it was determined that Dustin Poirier couldn't continue. They said it was it was it was you know accidental. This is a no contest. Fucking Piotr Jan uh blatantly through that illegal knee and go back to greg hardy alan crowder greg hardy intentionally threw that illegal knee alan crowder couldn't continue alan crowder won by dq it it has to do with intent largely and but but like i said even even with that one people were like saying why is this a no contest it should have been a dq which now people are saying why was this a dq should have been a no contest it feels like but no the rules are clear. I think, you know, I was fine with the no contest in that other fight. And mm-hmm. I'm fine with the DQ in this fight.
2: Yeah, of course. Like you said, it, it, it 100% has to do with intent. And like you said, with flurries and stuff like that happening, you know, Peter, Peter Jan had such a long time to make a decision. He could have just, honestly, he could have just pushed Aljo's head away.
1: Yeah, he,
0: exactly. He had he had full control of that situation. He, yeah, he, exactly what you said. He could have just like pushed his head down and, and went for the ground and pound.
2: Yeah, something.
0: Like join him on the ground, you know what I mean? Yeah, exactly. This next question is from my girl, Sandy, at Sandy Pants MMA. One of my favorite people on Twitter. She says, do you think Dom Cruz gets his dream fight against the monster guy, or will he sit out for three years waiting on it and then retire? Oh, boy. First of all, this was so out of nowhere. It's like, Dominic Cruz, are you going to indicate, like, he has always sort of like, and I'm a Cruz fan, by the way, and like a lot of people are not. And I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna to say this as if I'm not a Cruz fan, but like one thing he does that annoys me, especially recently is he kind of deludes himself. It's like, hey man, you've had tons of surgeries and you're in your latter part of your career. You've had a ton of fights, pick a time to retire, but he's always like, I can get back in there. Like he fought Cejudo. I was like, why dude? He should not have been in there with Cejudo after three years and and losing his, his last title fight. Like it, it just was so ludicrous. And this situation, it's like, okay, he fought a guy that was unranked. I was actually like, kudos to him. Maybe this means he thinks he can do another run at the belt. And instead of calling out a ranked Bantamweight, he calls out a fucking PR guy, dude. He called out Hans Molenkamp, which if you've ever seen Hans Molenkamp, he's like my size, but beefier and actually trains. He, he trains like Muay Thai, and, and he's. A, I think he's a black belt in Jiu-Jitsu under Jocko Willink. Oh, great. Uh, Dominic Cruz, like, dude, he even said, he acknowledged he said, he's got about 100 pounds on me. He's got about 150 pounds on you, sir. Uh, but, but the situation he was talking about, it's wild, first of all. He's talking about Hans Molenkamp is uh, he works for monster energy drink. Okay. He's a photographer. He actually, if you want to know the background of this guy, you can, if you, you can find it, look it up. He did an interview with Ariel Hawani on his podcast before DC came when it was like, he would interview uh, people in like the media every, every, like for his Wednesday show or something. Mm
1: -hmm.
0: I walked away from that thinking Hans is like a really cool guy. And so I would just like, I want people to know that, but from what it sounds like, from what I've you know, been hearing now, it sounds like he is kind of like Dominic Cruz was, was being dramatic when he said holds fighters hostage, but I mean, it's, it's business. It's the nature of the business. As far as like, you know, plugging things on social media and, and getting ad revenue on Instagram because he hans himself explained that in this interview i'm talking about where he says like how he thought he he was with like a skateboarding company i think it was osiris actually if you remember that um there would sponsor fighters and pride and stuff and then he he ended up starting his own company or something and then he he got a job with monster and and he his job is to kind of he's in con- he's in control of the fighter sponsorships with monster it might be athletes in general like i think they sponsor some like race car drivers or whatever the fuck monster does but it's mostly fighters and he kind of decides things and he's a photographer, but he's also like, I think he wants to market himself or whatever someone I put out a tweet. I was like, okay, I need the tea on this Hans Molenkamp situation. Someone put a screenshot of like Dana's Instagram where he was like, you're a corny fucking dude. Yeah. yeah. Fighters are training with you. And I was just like, Oh my God. Like Dana even hates this guy. So to answer her question, as far as like, will he get his fight? I have no fucking idea why cruz would even do this because hey even if cruz has like a, a style of like evading and defense and and footwork hans is gonna clip him yeah the, the guy the guy is my size and trains even if he's like couldn't hang in with professional fighters in his own weight class he can hang with a guy that's a 100 pounds lighter than him and he's gonna uh kill you dude and he's a black belt in jiu-jitsu so it's not like you can like wrestle him take him to the ground like that's it
2: Yeah, I was, I I mean, like the call out was also strange because he's like, Tom just kept saying like, for charity. And I was like, huh? What? Like, what do you want? Do you want people to come or pay like for like a snuff film? Like, I'm confused. Like, what do you guys want? What do you want?
1: Exactly.
2: He's like, I mean, like I said, his response to Joe Rogan was, it's not political. Monster. (laughs)
1: Exactly. monster and i
2: was like but still like both both on um, both ends i was like joe rogan what are you saying dominic cruz what are you fucking saying like <laughs> exactly both of us, like, what yeah. is happening dominic man?
0: why did you bring that to the table and then joe rogan why did you see that on the table and go oh it's politics man <laughs>
2: <laughs> it's so Money, stupid. what is happening and
0: yeah no it, i was surprised it, joe didn't be like
2: oh he's hurt <laughs> Just paused, they like didn't know what to say. say? Oh, Uh, he's he oh, he's hurt.
0: And and, and why is it that, like, whenever a fighter has a beef with someone, they're like, Let's fight for charity, like, hey man, you get half naked in a cage and beat the shit out of another human being, like, yeah. I have respect for that, but I'm not also going to be like, let's do something charitable. And like, dude, if you have a beef <laughs> with somebody, just fucking find them. And like, <laughs> I hate this guy, but like, I also like, want
2: good causes to happen
0: because of it. Yeah, like when when Michael Chiesa fought Kevin Lee, and he almost was about to tap, but didn't. And when Kevin Lee was choking him out, and Mario Yamasaki called to fight early, and Michael Chiesa was so mad, and he was like, whatever. He went on Ariel's show that next Monday, and he was like, Mario Yamasaki. It's a black belt in in BJJ, if he thinks he should be teaching that training that how about he fights me in the on invitational main event for charity. <laughs> it's like <laughs> you had me up until charity. Yeah, man.
2: Like what a weird way to put it. I, I, I think I it's like a way to a like
0: entice people like, oh, I'm doing even though I, I lose, I'm doing something good. It's like, no, dude, take your fucking show money and go.
2: Yeah, like go fight another someone who's at your fucking weight class, bro. Don't. Don't challenge this guy from Monster. That's a PR train. It's dumb.
0: But but that that's Dominic Cruz. Like I was telling Kate this story last night, and she said I did a good Dominic impersonation. I don't know if this is true, but I was doing an impersonation of Chael doing an impersonation of Dominic, basically, or like telling the story. I guess Chael was saying that they went out to dinner with a couple fighters and. I think Dom was like the champion at that point or something or maybe even been before. I think actually think it was when he was like on hiatus as an analyst uh, before he came back against TJ and they went to Burger King and he fucking gets like two Whopper juniors and eats one and puts the other one in his pocket. And no one was going to say anything. And Chill was like, did you just put that in your pocket? And he goes, yeah, it's just a junior. <laughs> <laughs> he just kept saying. He was like, "It's just a junior." And then apparently the next day, Chell was like, "Did you, did you eat the burger?" He was like, "Yeah, I had it in my hotel room later." It's just a junior. <laughs> he just kept saying, "It's just a junior."
2: Okay, what?
0: <laughs> All right, let's move on to the next question from uh back to Kim Close. He had a lot of questions, although I think it's like a, just a whole diatribe. I'm going to read his thoughts and kind of you know put the questions together okay um dana he he quoted dana saying i don't hate Jan. i don't know why he thinks that but also dana there's no way you score that five four to one. <laughs> First of all i agree right uh but then he has uh thoughts on the main and why don't people respect Jan? uh it's because he's so unassuming and i think he like it, it was his start in the ufc um do you have anything to add? Just because there's a lot I want to kind of answer them as we go.
2: No, I think I think you're right about that. Exactly. Totally right. Yeah, there's no there's nothing to like I said, Dana is full of a bunch of bullshit. So the fact that we agree at this mm. one is fine.
0: Exactly. He said, I mean, that geezer is feckin' scary. He's a monster. With that said, who do you think has the potential to dethrone Yon? Personally, I think it's Glover. Yeah, same. I mean, just like And I know it's like, it feels like we're just disrespecting Jan again and like picking against him in his next fight already. But honestly, Glover is nasty. He's got that old man strength. And Glover, in my opinion, has better boxing. He's really got really crisp boxing. He's got a fucking chin on him. Like he can take a shot like I've never seen for for a guy who's been in that many wars. And he's nasty on the ground. Like if Jan thinks he can do that to, to Glover. It's gonna have a tough time.
2: Yeah, the toughest
0: time. Toughest time. All right, and then he says Amanda Shevchenko three, or has that ship sailed? Honestly, it's never gonna sail for it, it's me. It's
2: never gonna. It's never gonna sail. And, and and just so you guys know, um, after Valentina fucking assassinates, um, J- who's she fighting?
0: Uh, Valentina.
2: Yeah, she's she, That fight was announced just recently.
0: Do not know about it, was, it? Oh come no. on,
2: bro! Uh, shit, it was it was literally just announced. Fuck. Um, well, he actually
0: said, he actually had someone you can look it up. It says he said because although the record shows Amanda is two up, I scored the second for Shevchenko. So really interested in your take on this, which goes back to what I said earlier. People are like, you know, the nose is rose, which is what Val said. you know, like, the the best post fight press conference of all time is is Valentina Shevchenko being like, look at the other side, the nose is rose. <laughs> Uh, I mean, it was uh, very close, but I still gave it to Amanda. But, um, I get uh, why Je- people think Chevchenko,
2: Jessica Andraj. Oh, that's right, Jessica. Andrade, okay,
0: so so Jessica Andraj um, and Valentina
2: are going at it. So once yeah. Valentina assassinates Jessica Andraj, um,
0: can I take something? I think Andraj has the best shot to be Chevchenko.
2: Yeah, I mean, you sound just like a Megan Anderson stand, but here we are. Um,
0: <laughs> stop anyway, I never said that.
2: <laughs> fucking Valentina's gonna run over to her with her like fucking like nice pistol and be like, "Look at this! This is a pretty nice gun, right? I just want to look at this gun. This pretty cool gun, right? But it's mine." Yeah. Um, um, so what I think once that happens, uh, I mean, exactly. uh, and and then um, Pena they- called out Amanda because uh, Holly Holm dropped from the fight for Mark uh, May something. So Amanda and Pe- and and um, Rock. Who Pena? Fuck, I don't even know. I don't know fighters' names. Juliana Pena. Yeah. So she she just called Amanda out and was like, "Fight me." And then now, fucking Holly's out of that fight, so Amanda's like, "Yeah, sure,
0: <laughs> great." Yeah, die. Okay. So yeah, I'll take that payday and I'll kill you.
2: Yeah. So um, I think okay, so that's gonna happen, and then May. Yeah, and then uh, Valentina Shevchenko and Amanda Nunes. in mean, International Fight Week.
0: Yeah. No, exactly, but but to answer his question, like has that ship sailed? For me, as long as they continue to be the most dominant in, in their respective weight classes, that third fight is always there. Because at the end of the day, it's like that is the only time either of them has looked like competitive against another, like, you know what I mean?
2: Yeah. I, I think that the yeah, I think that it's it's the the next fight to make. I mean, they're talking about Wei Lee um and, and Valentina and whatnot, but uh, mm. I mean
0: She's got to cool. get past my girl Rose first and let me just tell you, anyone not gonna listening, happen. not going to happen. Pamela, uh not going to happen. Pam Pamela's a, a big uh Wei Lee fan. We were just uh talking about her actually. Did you have something you wanted to
2: No, what, <laughs> what?
0: uh just kidding. <laughs> what? So, no.
2: um but uh you mean about Wei Yeah, we were we were literally we just were talking about Zhang about... Wei Lee. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. I was like what are um i mean she's amazing well i mean i do want to talk about her because she is um that would be an interesting fight between shevchenko and and I agree. would be great so I it's one of those things that like the top champions could be kind of handing over belts and moving stuff over and whatnot but but the valentina and amanda fight um yeah i mean international fight week
0: totally um his, his last question says um Or, well, second to last, I guess. He says, why was everyone shocked at Pyotr Jan landing that knee? Like, dude's Russian, looks like a supervillain. I mean, his his pet name is No Mercy, so two and two is four. (laughs) I expected nothing less from the chap. What's your view on that bout? Interested in an instant rematch or nah?" Or your overall take on the bout. Uh I just really wanted to read that. We we basically have answered that already with like mixed yeah. question and stuff like that. So so shout out to you. And then he says, lastly, has there ever been a card in recent history where the prelims were brilliant, but the main card was a snooze fest per se? I can't recall one. Yeah,
2: that's it. Like not not this way.
0: Yeah, exactly. Not, 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 so not so yet. drastically where the pre- like literally after every single prelim, I was like, can this fucking card get any better? And yeah. then uh, Rockets and Sanders were like, hold my beer. Oh, uh, yeah, cause case, we're going to pour can't. out the beer. Yeah.
2: yeah. We're not going to drink any beer. We're going to sit down and read to each other.
0: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. He says, okay. Last, last does John bones, Jones, Merck, Izzy at light heavyweight or do styles make fights. And Izzy has a good shot against uh, Johnny bones, Jones. Um, oh and sty- i kind
2: of want to styles makes fights sorry guys like yeah i don't care what anyone says like and remember a lot of people you know and someone brought up like john jones really just shitting on izzy pretty much the entire night after the, the loss and whatnot but then like i, I can't remember who saw, said it. it was like yeah as though like reyes didn't give you trouble so you fucking right. bitch
0: like exactly
2: <laughs> like not, not to say anything of i just mean that like it's going to be a completely different fight. Should, should John Jones and Izzy fight? Yes. Because their rivalry is strong. So absolutely, yes. Right. It doesn't matter whatever you want to talk about the hype train or whatever. Their skills are matched for each other. They should fight.
0: Yeah. The only thing for me is that... Jo- Jones has now like made his departure from 205 yeah. and is like okay I'm going to heavyweight now. Assuming we take that at face value and that's happening, that has to play out first. The 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 door to that fight was to be opened by Izzy getting the 205 pound title and now it's just sort of like not there. So even as like an Izzy stand I can like in good confidence say like yeah, let's do that fight. It just wouldn't even make sense like right, okay. for, for them to be like okay, let's meet at 205 not for a belt. Like, you know what I mean? It yeah, yeah. doesn't even John is going to be like no. Like yeah. So so that that's my only thing there. But uh, as far as like my opinion of the fight when it happens, I have never said a positive thing about John Jones, and I have never picked against Israel Mabulji, Timitao, owala Femi owala Bia Desonya, and I'm not stopping.
2: <laughs> it's true. I don't I don't blame you. Yeah.
0: Um next question is from Thiago Santos account at Unmatched MMA. Um, This is my homie. He has a great show. Go go, give it a listen. He says, one of the names Islam Makhachev mentioned wanting next was Tony Ferguson. What do you think of that? And how do you think that fight would go? Honestly, this is the fight. There's no other fight to to me in my mind. Especially like they want to fast track Islam to to the title. Like that's the way to do it. A win over Tony is like, okay, getting shot now. And... This is our way of getting Tony and Khabib that we never got.
2: Yeah, I agree. I I, I agree. And I think that um, if it happens and Tony does win, let's say Tony wins against uh, Makatev. Let's say that does happen. Um, I think uh, Khabib comes out of retirement. Uh, Khabib, Tony
0: Ferguson, International Fight Week. Boom. Totally. Even if that fight happens on International Fight Week, Habib is just waiting and is just like, guess what? I'm going to retire and then just like chokes him. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, next question is from phil the mma dude at phil the mma dude out to phil co-host of the split decision podcast go check those guys out uh he says thoughts on israel's first defeat do you still want jones and easy to meet down the line or do you think the fight is dead for good it's so as far as israel's first defeat it honestly like i expected to be sadder like that's yeah. kind of where i'm i'm at i think i said that earlier and i just like I'm not going to sit here and say like it was a robbery or whatever. Like I said, when they were waiting for the cards to read, I was like, oh, Jan won. But when I was in those first three rounds, I was like, Izzy's kind of getting control of this fight. Like he probably has those first three rounds. But I th- he lost one of them, obviously. And then in the judges eyes, lost the first, lost two of those first three, which is absolutely ludicrous in my mind. Um, but as far as like he didn't get like, hurt badly it was just he lost on points he got out grappled and it is what it is like it definitely made me like at the end of the day, i was like bummed i was like now i have to go to bed fucking drunk and and sad whatever but when i woke up i was just like oh yeah it's another day and i get to talk fights with my best friend so whatever fucking yeah exactly yeah um uh but then he says do you still want jones and izzy to me down the line i just honestly like kind of to parlay it off of what i was saying with 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 Ahmad is like the the a bit of the that shine is lost like it has to be like a situation where izzy has to get that 205 pound belt back and we're not there or if jones decides to go down and like you know what i want to reclaim my old title then at that point it's it's a similar situation of this where it's like okay now we do jones versus adesanya adesanya rather and mm-hmm. and that's the fight so yeah i still have uh, uh, an inkling that i want to see it but I don't necessarily want to see it right away anymore.
2: Yeah, yeah, definitely.
0: Question from Jonathan at JTorresAZ. Um, he says, so do you think middleweights are going to start mixing it up more instead of making it a kickboxing match against Izzy now? Or just the size difference was the problem? What was it that made it much more difficult for Izzy in the striking department? No middleweight can replicate that. Okay, so there's a couple things to unpack here. First of all, I don't think... Izzy had problems in the striking. He definitely, like, and I I was listening to or watching, rather, like, the post-show where Chelsea was talking about how, like, I think Izzy probably felt Jan's power. Like, that's definitely true to where he maybe was, like, a little trying to be more crafty. Uh, But, like, he was even, like, getting out of the clinch. He was landing, like, stuff on the break. He uh, was jabbing him up. Like, as far as I'm concerned, like, he didn't really have a problem in the striking. He had a problem with maybe a little bit of the power and definitely the weight of Jan in the grappling department was was a big um, deficit for him. And as far as like middleweight's game plan, yeah, I mean, in any loss, the puzzle gets solved a little bit and you see like a blueprint, like, oh, that's what I have to do. But I think as far as his past opponents, everyone I think has tried to uh, wrestle Izzy in some way but I think a lot of people when they're in there they've gotten the hubris because he he mixes it up as far as how much power he throws and they probably like feel like oh I, I can stand with this guy he doesn't really hit that hard and right. then they get caught slipping <clears throat> and he puts them out of there so yeah I mean I, I think depending on who he fights with, like okay the winner of Rob versus Costa is probably going to fight Izzy next yes. uh, unless it's Costa because he's like I'm not going to fight him again But he would fight Rob again because Rob has earned his way back. And I think they had like a genuine rivalry. Robert Whitaker has a better chance in that fight, in my opinion, now because of the fact that Rob has really good wrestling. And now he's seen like, this is the path. Let me use it. And I can't believe I'm saying that. (laughs) But no, but
2: you saw it last night. I mean, you know, you saw that that the game plan was to defend against that wrestling. And like I said, Izzy implemented it at the end and blonde, they just, they just, it was just mismatch of time of when it was supposed to happen. Cause like he said, it was supposed to happen at some point. And if it would have happened in the beginning, blonde would have been quote unquote tired by the end. And Izzy could have styled on him on the last three rounds. And that's, that was, I think that was Izzy's game game plan. So now that you have that, you know, Robert Whitaker can go in there and lose his um, nickname and we're good. (laughs)
0: By the way, apparently that nickname comes from the co-main event podcast between Ben Folks and uh, Chad Dundas, and they just started calling they started calling him Bobby Knuckles, and it just stuck, and now everyone called him that. His nickname is still the Reaper. Like whenever they announce him,
2: I know, (laughs) man.
0: All right. This next question is from at the Jive Master. And his name, his display name, is in Gaelic. Nice. And I'm probably pronouncing that wrong even because I asked him, I was like, oh, am I correct in assuming your name is in Gaelic?" And he's like, oh, it's a it's a, we just call it Irish, which is a form of like Gaelic. but um, actually our friend Steven used to call it Goliga. He used to say that yeah, I was that's it pronounced. Right. Um, but it's like I think it's Ben Keeley or Kylie uh i want to say if i'm pronouncing this phonetically if how he's written it in irish bear shart or chadla cadla i don't know that's great when when have i ever been stumped on a fucking language um he says has the loss hampered adesonia's mainstream appeal or will his attempt at greatness improve his mainstream appeal honestly with mma it's like you're only as good as your last one yeah it's going to be diminished a little bit from like the casuals and stuff like that but I think you saw like he had a lot of support from like celebrities and things like that. Like Rosie Perez was fucking like, yeah, Stylebender, fucking Maisie Williams, Arya Stark was like fucking Stylebender. So I think he just wins another one and it's going to be right back on top. Like, oh yeah, look at this amazing guy. He just gets one more amazing performance and he's right there.
2: I mean, the perfect example of that, you know, not to, we're going to mention his name, but uh, Connor, you know, after Nate's fight for sure Same thing. Yeah. Everyone was like, Oh, shine's gone. I was like, yeah, no, they're just going to do a rematch. And, 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 you know, it's, it's staying solid um, now um, because, you know, I mean, I feel so bad for, for Dustin just specifically, just because it's like, well, he can fight a bunch of other people, but you know, it's, you know, the money and all that stuff. And, it's, it's a lot. I just mean that like, as far as shine goes and stuff like that, Conor McGregor is the perfect example of like, how Izzy. first of all, number one is ha- he's handling this loss. Um, I, I don't know. I, all I know is that if I see, Izzy breaking down his fight three weeks from now, I'm going to be mad.
0: Oh, absolutely. <clears throat> um, what I was going to say also is like, it reminds me of when I hear people that like, like media and stuff like that, that cover the sport and have had for a long time when they have like other colleagues who only cover boxing or whatever. Uh, or, or just like friends, they, they would say like I've, I've heard this m- numerous times about the same situation like whenever Connor first lost in the UFC, they were like, oh well, he'll never be the same again or he'll he'll never have star power. It's like that's not how it works in MMA. Like there's so many ways to lose that people lose all the time. Yeah and like yeah, great example. Yan, great champion started in the UFC, two and four so uh yeah initially yeah, but I mean, he has a point about mainstream people. because like yeah from the casual audience like they do kind of view it that way sure but um i think israel has kind of transcended that because of how many like dude can you imagine like how many fucking like anime fans and 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 people that watch his like death note thing when when he fought robert Whitaker that was mm-hmm. just like over the moon that will will show up for like watch any of his fights you know what i mean
2: yeah yeah they're not going away
0: For sure. All right. Next question is uh, from the KGB at KGB LMFAO. Um, Shout out to KGB. She's been hosting a lot of those like Twitter spaces things. Do you know what that is? Have you seen that? No. It's like an audio chat room basically. So it it appears at the top, like where the fleets are and Mm -hmm. you just join in it. And it's almost like you're on like a group call, like a zoom audio only, but it's like just shooting the shit, just like chatting. And it's, and it's cool. Every time I go in though, like it fucks me. And I think it's cause I'm an Android user, not an iPhone. Um, It like, won't let me be a speaker. Um, but it says what's next for Joey B. He's been in the division since the beginning and doesn't have much else to prove, but I love watching him fight. He has a podcast with his wife and a few other ventures. Now, what would you like to see him do next from a fan perspective? Dude, this is such a great question. Like I, I always have a soft spot for just going to like, Did I know in my mind that Oscar Askarov was probably going to do what he did? I did absolutely, but I picked Joseph because I always pick in my heart. I never give a fuck about that. And you know, I think he had some moments of success, not really, but you know, he was he didn't look too out of step. He just looked like DC was saying from the generation behind. Like he's the 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 flyweight division now is all new blood basically it is not like he, there's there's no like legend fights like it always happens like in the the other divisions where you have a guy like that who should probably retire it's like well they should just give him legend fights really who the fuck else is he gonna fight like yeah. who else is on that same level they're not like if he was still around wilson hayes but he's not he's cut from the ufc so yeah. that's kind of it so personally like to answer your question kels like I really want the UFC to employ him as an analyst because I think he has a lot to offer in that regard. He's charismatic. He's a fucking snappy dresser. Like he has this Instagram account, Dapper Scrappers, where he'll just like document all the like kind of like fashion forward fighters that show up to fights uh, dressed nice. And I think, dude, if they like had him and 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 Megan I Megan almost at Megan because of Megan Anderson, right. if him and Megan Olivi were like on the desk together, yeah, oh, it that's would be money, great,
2: dude. I I totally agree. Yeah, like like the, I mean you know, it's a loss, and and you know, the Legends fights just aren't there. Yeah, I, I mean, I mean, if he wants to fight again, I guess, but Dana's got to really take a good hard look at that. I mean, he already, you know, he cut two Legends already just this past two weeks, so Joey B, I mean, yeah.
0: Yeah. No, I, I really I desk. really just, yeah, I, I hope they, they give him a job, because he, he has the, he has a lot to offer in that uh department, so I hope that that that's what I, I want to see from him personally.
2: Yeah. All
0: right. So moving on, we have a question from Ben Cohn at agent Ben 10. Love this fucking guy. I literally followed him because he had a tweet. I think someone shared it and it was like, if I get to a thousand followers, I'll do the fucking WAP dance. And I was like, absolutely. Doesn't matter who you are. One, see it. (laughs) Um, And he says, are we saying BJJ is real again, or is kickboxing just joining the fake martial arts club? (laughs) First of all, this is like the most disrespectful question I've ever read. Not really. Um, Uh, The most disrespectful question I've ever read was a question that I didn't play on the podcast, but I, when was that asked to tell you off camera, um, off, off mic, whatever. Uh, BJ, it was never not real to me, so <laughs> I don't know. But but as far as like kickboxing, joining the fake, no dude, like that. And here's the thing, in my opinion of my analysis of what uh, happened is he dominated the kickboxing. And I, I don't mean dominate like he was beating the shit out of him, just like he got the edge. And I like he, he won the striking exchanges and Jan won the grappling exchanges. So that's MMA, like that's classic, you know, style matchup, what's going to happen. So it just yeah. happened. Time ran out and, and Jan had scored more points.
2: And to also look at, at the idea that, of a fake martial arts specifically, <laughs> hey man, fucking Stephen Wonderboy Thompson doesn't believe in that at all. Yeah. His shit is real.
0: Exactly. P- people say, like, oh, yeah, karate and whatever, like that people can. No, yeah, they like, can't.
2: It's real. I'll fucking question mark kick you in the goddamn head.
0: <laughs> oh, Did you just ask me a question? How about I answer that question with a question? With a question. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I don't think there's anything much else to say on that other than like <laughs> fucking uh, but but shout out to Ben he's awesome and uh, he, he puts out great content as well um, let's now pivot because now we, we've we've ended the forum there are no more questions great thank and you guys for
2: your questions
0: yes absolutely and I want to ask or I want, I want us to do our uh, fight picks
2: yeah let's do it let's go to that main card for next week
0: by the way guys hey below fucking funny as shit yeah dude he's becoming like like you said one of the funniest fighters on social media right now and i love it i love everything about it
2: oh it's good it's fucking good oh great oh yes forgot this was coming back up
0: fuck yeah um so so we're just doing the main card let me just make sure it's it's the sixth fight oh wait what
2: there's a lot of fights. Holy shit, one seven, two, three, three, four, four five, five six, six, seven,
0: seven. God damn it, UFC website. Get your shit together. Do you just um, want to do picks for these seven fights then? Fuck it. Yeah, yeah, that's fine. Because these are banging fights. Like I want to cover all these fights. Let's go down to the bottom. So bottom. Um, you know what's funny?
2: Uh Eric Anders was someone that you didn't like when he first joined the UFC. Um, I just remember because of his nickname. Just, yeah. Uh what's Specifically nickname? the
0: nickname. Ya boy.
2: Right. But I thought I thought it was also because uh, I remember it was because of like football, like because he came from a football well, that background. Too, yeah. And I, mean, I remember that that was something that you really, really disliked about him. And he I remember that hate was pretty strong. But I remember specifically that it started to turn on you whenever he started to fight more and more. Um, yes. And then because I think that hate transferred from Eric Anders to, you know greg hardy because greg hardy also came from a football background as well exactly. So like i think eric anders was like the first guy to do it and you're like oh all these analysts are going to be like they're watching it because he came from bama and like that's stupid yeah. he's not going to be able to you know hang in the ring and all that stuff so with that being said i wasn't I that think, salty yeah well you were pretty salty huh? i mean i was there so <laughs> anyways uh and we and we all know how salty juice can be so
0: yeah I'm, I'm the king of salt so <laughs>
2: um but with that being said uh i'm going with uh i'm going with eric eric i think he's he's gonna get this done
0: so so sort of to frame it um eric anders is fighting i think it's anders by the way and by the way he's also grown on me from being on rhino's podcast he gave it a fucking amazing uh interview and basically everyone that goes on rhino's podcast except for one i'm like i want to root for you always um all
2: right well yeah he's great actually
0: two um but that was because of something else so so i'm actually picking against you okay uh, and i'm gonna pick darren stewart i just uh i'm really high on darren stewart right now he gave kevin holland a really tough fight some people thought darren stewart won those people are biased and british but uh it was a really good fight and uh, darren stewart i think has maybe more technical skills and um just uh just really high on him right now although i will say like like you said i was uh, salty about Eric Anders for a while, and now I'm not. The guy can fucking fight. He's Especially great. he had w- one of the things that made me turn the corner on him. He had this amazing fight with a guy that I forget his name, but the guy I think his name was Tom something. He literally started to get up from the ground, and Eric Anders cut. I keep saying Anders, st- like basically soccer kicked him, but he did it at the exact millisecond when it became legal. Like yeah. his 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 knee and, and hand or whatever had just lifted off the canvas. He timed it perfectly and I was like this dude is fucking nasty. So um I do love Eric Anders. I'm just rooting for the dentist Darren Stewart. Got it. Uh on, we have Manel cop versus Mateus Nicolau. Who do you got?
2: I got Manel. Mm. Um you know, it's funny because, um, I, I, here's why I like both their names.
0: <laughs> yes.
2: But Manel is a little bit more unique. So that's why not based on fights. I don't care what they each did. So whatever you're about to say, I'm tuning out. See it.
0: Okay. Well, I also got Manel and, and oh. I, he had a kind of a, I don't, I don't want to call it stinker, but a letdown of a debut against, uh, Alexandre Pantoja. And he was like waiting for this big shot that never came, um, uh, the last time I remember seeing Matheus Nicolao fight, he fought Luis Smolka and just got pieced up. So um, I'm still sticking with Manel. He He's uh, like a really good fighter as far as his, what we have on him from Ryzen. Mm-hmm. I still expect big things from Manel. So I'm, I'm going with Manel as well.
3: All right.
2: Let's Next just skip fight this is... Uh,
0: shut up, what?
2: Let's just skip this one because we already know who we're both going to pick.
0: That's true. Uh, so, the next fight is Angela Hill versus Ashley Oder, and we're both riding with Angela Hill.
2: Of course, all day, every day. Seriously?
0: It, if it was someone else, like if it was maybe like Rose or, you know, Wei Lee, and you picked against Angela, I'd be like, okay. Yeah. Anyone else pick against Angela? Cancel this podcast. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> all right. So, the next fight is Dan Ige versus Gavin Tucker. I love this fight. Who you got? <sighs>
2: Yeah, I think I'm going to go with gay.
0: Oh, I love this. You know why? Because I got Gavin Tucker. Oh, all right. Um, so Gavin Tucker's a Canadian. He's a uh, former jazz musician, and he's also nasty. He's also the only fighter in the UFC to fight in their underwear, not counting Dennis Paulman or whoever the fuck fought in a Speedo. <laughs> well,
2: what was the other guy that fought in the diaper, the big, big, big oh, guy? Oh,
0: Junior Albini, dude. <laughs> Well, he just like tucked his fucking shorts in, he just had literally like chose to do that. Like, you chose to make yourself look like a giant baby. First of all, why have the nickname baby in the first place? Like, farting out of the right corner, junior baby albini. Whenever we list like the worst nicknames in the UFC, I always forget how terrible that is. So <laughs> terrible. Um, <but> yeah. <laughs> Gavin Tucker, I'm really high on, especially lately, um, and Dan Ige uh, is a fun and exciting fighter, and I want to like him, but he's Ali's personal assistant, and Okay, fair
2: enough. But I think he's going to win. So
0: Okay, well, if if, uh, if you end up being right, I will gladly eat crow. Great. Next fight is uh, Ben Raffle versus Felipe Lins. Who do you got? uh i got ben nice i too have ben and sometimes i like to pick against him because uh rhino hates him and will always say like fuck ben rothwell but dude i still like him yeah (laughs) i don't know like i just i I used to be like a big fan of, of, of him especially like he uh was was like really outspoken about uh like the black lives matter movement in, in kenosha where he's from in wisconsin and he's a fucking big supporter of that um my one of my wife's uh best friends is from kenosha fucking yeah. love that so that's enough for you That's that's enough that's it so <laughs> all right who you got in this next one so it's misha circonoff versus ryan span
2: this is pretty
0: tough it's a hard fight to call honestly
2: yeah yeah
0: uh i'm telling you right now
2: uh, uh I'll, I'll take a off
0: okay great because i'm taking ryan span okay what i was gonna say <laughs> And I'm kind of glad you didn't let me say this. It, would, it wouldn't have colored your uh, opinion. I was just going to say, I'm picking against you because I have absolutely no idea. Uh, and we've been kind of on the same page so far. I'm like, let me just fucking pick against him. So I got Ryan Spann. I also love uh, Ryan Spann talking about like his anxiety that he went yeah. through, like where he was, had depression and he was like in bed for two months straight or something like that. Fucking terrible stuff. And now we have the main event, bro. This fucking fight, honestly, I don't think it's getting like the credit it deserves for. I think this is gonna be an amazing fight. I really do like Leon Edwards fights aren't usually that exciting, but Bilal fights are always exciting. Yep. And to me, like that is not gonna change. Like Bilal's gonna pressure him. Leon's gonna do his thing. Leon's gonna probably make it ugly, but but Bilal can fucking grapple. Like Honestly, I know I've been letting you go first. I'm taking Bilal. I don't give a fuck, dude. I'm gonna to a five win streak and tough with everything of the sport. Well, that fucking win streak is gonna end, bro. I'm in the I'm in the same boat,
2: bro. I can't I can't bet. He's just too funny. I, I I like I said I don't give a shit about this sport at all. I, we should be canceled. Um, <laughs> and uh, fucking Bilal's too funny for me, man. I'm sorry, like he's just too great. And I I. I don't know. I just think he. Yeah, you know, I'm curious. I mean, what what do you think happens with with rankings if this if Bilal causes the upset?
0: Uh, well, right now he's number thirteen, and yeah, exactly. he's number three. If he overtakes him, you know, it's funny. The last time I remember number three fighting number thirteen was number three Jacare Souza fighting number thirteen Tim Boach. and Jacare, cut his fucking arm off. Um, I think Bilal is going to. Just win a decision, like he's gonna out cardio, fucking. Even as I say it, I'm like, Leon, I've never seen Leon fade either. This is gonna be a war. This is gonna be a war. I'm very excited. uh, I'm, I'm very fucking excited. And with that said,
1: that's the podcast. We're at an end here, baby. Oh, we made it. Fucking made it, bro. Uh,
0: so any parting thoughts, Leo? Uh,
2: hey guys, listen to our podcast. But also tell your friends to listen to our podcast. Just play it, even if they don't listen. Just play it for some birds or some snails outside or something. Just put your phone, push play. Just walk away from your phone for like three or four hours. However long we do these podcasts for, twenty hours, I don't care. But yeah, just tell your friends, listen. Tell your friends, tell your neighbors, tell Randy tell Gonzalez, Randy. tell them all. Just let them know. Come to the friendly sparring podcast to have a good time and if you guys want to cancel some people we're ready
0: yeah we're so cancelable and uh, yeah I echo everything you just said tell, tell your friends to listen to this podcast if you like it um, if you're on the Apple podcast give us a 5 star review again I don't want less than 5 stars like just give, me, give us a 5 star review um, and <laughs> yeah no, that's it. I mean, I, I don't have anything else to say. I, I, I'm tr- I'm trying to do, like set up a like segue for like a outro, and I got fucking nothing. Have a good night. Okay. Bye.